Hello, Barbara. Don't be afraid. What happened? How are you even... It's a long story. I found you on the ground. You were electrified. I took you to the Lazarus pit to get revived. But then I decided to give you the power of the demon's head. Then I was dead. So you screwed it up instead. And now I'm back to take command. I just walked in to find you here with that glowing hand. I should have chosen Bruce Wayne. I should have known that you'd succeed. If I'd have known for just one second that you don't know how to lead. Go on now, go. Give back my hand. Just give it up now. Or I'll stab Tabby Gallivan. Your only accomplishment was making your parents die. I've done so much more. And there's so much left to try. Oh, it is I. I was revived. Give me back the hand if you want Tabitha to stay alive. I have a second life to live. So the hand is what she'll give. I was revived. I was revived. Hey, hey. We're listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and other great Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is this is um that this is Donovan. Are you so upset you forgot your name? <laughs> I don't know this was, is Jan. <laughs> I don't know if it was Angry well, Smurf or Grumpy Smurf. Or... Well, well, the last episode we all like switched names at the very end. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, it like I ends do. like Don's like this is Josh, and I'm like this is Jan, and Jan's like and this is. And this is Dawn, so <laughs> <laughs> we we all we all got our bodies back thanks to a procedure from Hugo Strange. Because uh well, I guess watching this episode was like an out of body experience for some people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. This episode is called To Our Deaths and Beyond. Uh <laughs> let's see. So Lee and uh, Nigma are robbing banks, but Lee's, you know, kind of keeping uh, Nigma in check, making sure that, you know, he's not uh, killing people during these robberies. Uh, Grundy and Penguin want a bit of the action, but Riddler, you know, shows them, no, you don't, you don't cross me and my girl and, you know, sets a trap for them. And Grundy, this episode, is dressed like a kid from Oliver Twist. I kind of like his new look, um, you know, now that he's butch again. Uh, Gordon goes to investigate and, you know, and Lee gives him some. <laughs> social justice warrior PC crap, you know, which like infects Gordon. So like when they're, you know, when Bullock and Gordon are questioning the um, you know, the person from the bank, Gordon is like wearing, you know, like a fedora and like hipster glasses and like a scarf, like psh, everyone knows that bankers are the real enemy, you know, you one percenters. And Bullock's like, okay, you realize that you're a cop. You're you're part of the system. You're part of the establishment. You you can't pull this anti establishment crap. You know, and then so Pull your tie up and sit up straight. Yeah, yeah. So Gordon gets off of Twitter, you know, uh, long enough to uh, and BuzzFeed. Lo- Who's called? Gordon you gets off Tumblr. Of- yeah, Gordon gets off of Twitter and Tumblr and BuzzFeed long enough to you know like actually try and solve this case and winds up arresting his ex fiance, which surprisingly i can say this is the second time in the series that he's had to arrest an ex-fiance so <laughs> you know <laughs> like you know your rights like you have to actually say them though like like if she gets a lawyer like she can get that whole thing thrown out in court because she was not read her miranda rights you know <laughs> worked as and um 
that was it. That was the only plot in the show. Nothing else happened at all. Uh, that was that was the entire episode. What did you guys yep. think? Yep, uh, it was a good. It was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it the second time, and uh, I actually I actually enjoyed the Riddler and Lee plot more than I did the first time uh, when I watched it for this review. Um, I must have blacked out because there, there was a lot of characters missing, and I seem to remember my, my temperature rising. I wanted to watch it the first time, but I don't know. I guess uh, I yeah. guess nothing happened. <laughs> very very short. It was really too. short. I yeah, don't, I don't understand. <sighs> I mean, there is a bunch of deleted scenes that, like, somehow wound up in the air. (laughs) 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 They they, they found sense and knew to cut them out because no one would stand for it. (sighs) Well, so Selena and Bruce, you know, wind up, you know, uh, Selena takes Bruce to Tabitha. And Bruce is like, "Mm, I don't know. Last time, you know, last time her and I were together, I was kidnapped by this crazy death cult that tried to do this sacrifice with my blood. And Selena's like, kid, I swear that's not going to happen again. So they go into this warehouse, and holy crap, it's a death cult that's trying to do a sacrifice with Bruce's glove blood. <laughs> you oh, promise? Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was wondering, like, like <laughs> I know that that wasn't really addressed, but, like, that's the second time that's happened with Tabitha and Bruce. And, like, Bruce should really, like, not be cool about Tabitha based on all that, like, <laughs> Order of St. Dumas crap. Where's Silver St. Cloud? I know she's behind this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Prepubescent cleavage. Oh, I mean that—that oh. that, that was two years ago. Maybe she looks just like Cameron B. Condova does now. She might. Well, what do you mean prepubescent? She 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 could be eighteen by now. I don't know how old she is. Who cares how old she is now? Before she was legal, they put her in that silver dress and shoved her boobs up. Let's yeah. run away from this plotline and get back to being mad. <laughs> well, but who cares about Silver St. Cloud when Bruce's blood somehow makes a zombie version of Ra's al Ghul? No. <laughs> Not going to lie. That was like my that was my favorite part of the entire plot. I was like, he looks ridiculous. <laughs> After Scarecrow and the Joker gas and so many things, including um, ridiculous Clayface. <laughs> this this is what they come up with for Rachel Ghoul. Milkshake face. <laughs> yes, milkshake face. Uh, this is what they come up with Rachel Ghoul. He just looks like somebody put like a plastic jaw on the bottom of his face under the hood. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, guys, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't watch. I, I I did not rewatch the episode where Bruce stabbed him. But did he like deteriorate into dust? Because I kind of remembered him like crumbling the dust. Uh, no, he just uh, withered. I, okay. I remember husk. I remember Dust too, but like I, I didn't rewatch it either because I, I don't think yeah. they showed. That, I don't think they showed that in like the you know previously on, on segment <laughs> because that would have been a little inconvenient. <laughs> it would Based have on, been. It's yeah. true. But Based I thought like, I thought he just turned into a husk. I didn't know he. Wait, but if he did dust, that would explain why I was so adamant about him never coming back. I generally don't remember. Because remember, well, I, mean, I was like, I hope he never comes back. So you're wrong, John. <laughs> <laughs> and look what, they, look what they did to your hopes. I know. <laughs> no. So uh, he, he's like, oh, now that I, oh, the last thing I remember was before I died, I left the League of Shadows to Barbara Keen. So what happened while I died? Barbara Keen has the League of Shadows. What? Preposterous. I must talk to her about this right now. Who's who's responsible for this? Um, you are. <laughs> I'll deal with you later. So he, <laughs> he goes to tell Barbara Keen that actually, instead of wanting to be dead, he wants the magic hand back because she's not using it properly, which coincidentally, like her, like little minions are like realizing, wait a second, like at the beginning of the episode, they like try and attack her and they win. And they're like, wow, 
you actually kind of suck. He's like, because you snuck up on me. That was no fair. We got to do a redo. <laughs> and then, so, uh, yeah, so it's it, it's not a good day for her. So uh, he wants the magic hand back. And because uh, apparently she doesn't know how to unlock its true potential of seeing into the future. Um, like, yeah, because uh, <laughs> because I guess, you know, <sighs> If I would have known that in season three of Gotham, Barbara would become an oracle, I would have thought something else entirely. But the wrong Barbara became the wrong kind of oracle. Yeah. So she and Roz fight. She unlocks the future scene power. Uh-huh. And like, and we get two fake out deaths. And she decides, you know, like like Anna and Elsa in Frozen, that like true lo- the, she, she will choose true love and sisterhood over, uh, over power. So she lets Roz have the magic canbacks, which turns him back into Alexander Sadiq. <laughs> Which is and, lovely because I'm looking at him. Yeah, and, and and not the previous actor who was playing him throughout most of this episode. Don't you don't think that was Sadiq? Like, I'm, 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 I'm pretty positive that wasn't him. It, it, doesn't, it just didn't sound like him. It, it, it even well, because there was a voice like modulator or something. Yeah, I thought he like was like supposed to be like more monstery in that form. I like I like compare the voices. I, I like rewound like from like you know the hooded guy to like Alexander Sadiq. I'm I'm pretty sure that they're, the same. they're different voices. I mean, you you could edit voices like it's. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something shocking, but like, remember that like I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus parody. That was me doing Martin's voice, you know, with like a what? voice editor. What's the difference yeah. between an effect and like sorcery? Different voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like it, it was it was an effect. Like it's I don't know. It's whatever. It's <laughs> it's not important whether that was him or that's not what made me mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. So. <laughs> so all's well that ends well Bruce and Selena had some saltiness throughout the episode because she chose the sirens over him but she's like actually I wanted you to remain poor now let's lean in for the kiss before Flotsam and Jetsam knock this boat over and Roz like you know runs into the room cock block <laughs> I just came I, just I was came. so mad I was so I, mad oh uh, Jordan Valdez from uh, who listens who's like wrote in a few times on, on like Twitter and stuff like he uh <laughs> he was mad on Facebook. He's like, damn it, I was waiting for that kiss and Roz had to come ruin it. Now I really hate him. And he's like... <laughs> he's the true villain of the show. <laughs> I just came to say that there will be a cataclysmic event that will give you a legacy of contagion on this nightfall of a no-man's-land officer down ten nights of the beast <laughs> under, the, <laughs> under the hood year one, year two, year three prodigal. Plus zero year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. He also said Dark Knight, which means the Dark Knight returns, Lulz. I will oh, yeah. turn you into in the, from the fire. You will rise as a Dark Knight. I was like, really, guys? Really? Yeah, I said, that, 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 that doesn't help you. <laughs> and you, Selena, you will be a man of steel. What? <laughs> Wait, no, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> a wondrous woman who will throw you for a loop. <laughs> um... I think I'm going to go first because I have a feeling yeah, that do Don and Jan are going to have more to say, a lot more to say about this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like do velociraptor noises <laughs> during certain sections. <laughs> so, so, so I, want you, I want you to explain how you can be so even, even tempered uh, about this. You got to remember, he does love Barbara. I do. <laughs> like, unreasonably, like, just forgives all the stupid stuff that they write about her because of his research, his project. 
But he's not the scarecrow from from the Wizard of Oz. He has a brain. He can only admire her so far. Well, I said unreasonably. I, I didn't say that. I I didn't say that I love this episode. But like, I'm not as mad about it as you are. But like, I see all the things that you guys are going to say that you're mad about, and I I think that I'm that I'm going to wind up agreeing with like 85 to 90 percent of them. I'm just not as like. This was this episode was kind of like a clearing of the decks plot. Like, okay, we're gonna get rid. Of, like, we're gonna wrap up a few things before like we do the final three episodes and this whole Jeremiah, you know, no man's land thing. Um, I don't like the League of Shadows stuff. I knew. Uh, <laughs> I remember texting Don when I was watching this, saying Jan is not gonna like the ending because I know that Jan hasn't liked the whole like. League of Shadows being subservient to Barbara thing, and then like at the end they choose her over Roz. You know, like you 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 fought for us. That's like no, she kind of fought for herself, but you know, whatever. She also fought for Tabitha, and she doesn't give a shit about you, ladies. You guys have been trying that, to kill her. That Sorry. is one of the pros of this. Okay, yeah, I, I'm going to give a pro to this plotline is that I liked by the end of the episode, I was able to buy that Barbara and Tabitha were friends again. Because this season, you know, there's been tension between them because of the stuff that happened last year. But, like, by the end, I felt that, like, okay, you know, when she chooses to save Tabitha, I thought that was a nice moment. I thought it was earned. What I'm hoping is that this represents a change in direction for Barbara Keane. I don't think it will, based on a few things that I know and that I've heard and based on the show's track record. But I would hope that this is a change in direction for her. But I, I, I liked her choosing Tabitha. I don't like these Oracle powers. I thought that it was... I don't like doing two fake-out deaths in a row, like, within the span of a minute, because it takes kind of the punch out of it. Um, you're going to lead the whole episode up to Barbara unlocking these powers, only for her to get rid of them right away. Um, I, 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 there's other points, but... I. I think that it's just going to be more or less the same stuff that John, that Don and Jan say. So I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll let them go. I, I want Jan to go first. Cause I feel like Don has the most like violent reaction. Excuse you. It'll be a competition. Oh. Excuse you. No, I literally <laughs> hold, almost turned the hold episode my nuggets. off. <laughs> hold my, my Chick-fil-A nuggets. <laughs> no, um, I had the most extreme violent reaction at seeing Tabitha's throat slit. That was like the only thing that kept me from actually changing it back to or turning it off and like throwing my entire uh, computer out the window was the fact that one, my computer is heavy, and two, I was sitting there so livid that I just was frozen until like you saw that it was a, a flashback, and or like a flash forward rather. And <clears throat> it's not that I forgot; it's just that it, the way that they shot it, it was just like because uh... they had one they had one flash forward, and then they didn't even like um, they don't what is it cue you in that there's another one coming and then they just go straight into it and i was like okay so this decision that she just made led to this event happening um because it's usually how it's a telltale game yeah exactly and then i saw that it was like a vision and then <sighs> on the one hand i'm like yeah you give that hand back and then on the other i'm like this whole plot was a waste of my time 
This is the biggest filler plot I've ever seen. And I had to sit and watch these brown ladies be super subservient to the most blondest blonde white woman I've ever seen. And then it ended with them also still staying that way. It's like, you didn't, you fought for your friend. And I'm like, did you guys want to be your friend? Because you guys have been teaching, just basically treating her like a bitch this entire time. Because they're like, deserved. Yeah, but still, it's it's like, oh, we're here to serve you, and then, but it mostly felt like you need to serve us. In the tone, like that woman was like super condescending. She wasn't um, like teaching; she was just just judgy the entire time. It's like you killed a whole bunch of men for this woman without knowing anything about her. Are you kidding? But her me? hand glows in the dark. Yeah. Ever it was it was dumb, so dumb. Everything was dumb. Oh, I do like the part where he's like, "Haha, you thought that's a queen? That's a whore." <laughs> that reminded me of the Last Jedi. The whole, <laughs> oh, Barbara, that woman in the painting, she was a junker. She sold she sold Ray, you know, on Jakku for for beer money, <laughs> for alien milk money, <laughs> <laughs> which um. I do know that Aaron Richards posted a picture of herself dressed as that woman, so I don't either that was a deleted scene or like something's gonna happen in a fu- in a future episode that like we haven't seen yet for whatever reason. So I, I don't know. Either they're gonna revisit that or what I saw was a deleted scene. I don't know. I don't know. Um it's this is one of those storylines where you just kind of have to sit back and see. Honestly, anything involving Barbara Keene, you just have to kind of sit back and suffer through it until it's done. Because, uh, it's God, a at least she, it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah, she, her storylines never have a point. Like. They don't have a beginning or an end. Like, I thought when she got shot in the head, that was the end. Nope, it was just like, this is just a pit stop to, like, the next chapter of whatever. Um, she never feels like she has a place. And, which makes sense, because, and the writers totally picked up on that. She's like, I I have a purpose now. I know my destiny. And it's all like, sure, buddy. <laughs> She's not a Jedi, like, <laughs> destiny. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, how many times in real life do people like walk around like saying like you know like what is my destiny like you know I I know people wonder what their place is in life but people like, in origin story comic book television shows yeah, it like, doesn't smoke a lot <laughs> John Schneider you know like visits Barbara Keen like you have a destiny Barbara you know like <laughs> and one day you'll fulfill it Lex Luthor said that all the time um, Lex Luthor gosh. talked about Alexander the Great all the time <laughs> as he poured scotch. <laughs> Oh. But yeah, that's like um, the character still doesn't have a place in the show. Like if they had just kept her as a nightclub owner, we'd just be like, well, at least it's a, it's a place that we know that they go to because all these other people go there. And then she might have information because of all the um, uh, traffic that goes through there. Like if she was used more like an informant or something. Which is what Jim was doing with her like this season. It's like, I'm going to go ask Barbara about her. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> About the Goblet of Fire? What? <laughs> he was saying that in his, in his drunken sleep. 
<laughs> yeah, I, it was. I'm gonna ask Barbara about this, and then I just like made him get all like slurrier and, and angrier and homelesser. Homelesser. Um, <laughs> well, but, yeah, honestly, so, like she, she, she's fish Mooney basically at this point. Like, except she you know, could be it. fish Mooney. Fish Mooney had more direction. She had. She made more sense. <laughs> that Cohen is a weak old man. Exactly. It's more entertaining. Like. <sighs> Oh my gosh, she is Fish, and her nightclub is Fish's nightclub, and Tabitha is Butch. If Fish Mooney was involved with, like, Rachel Ghoul and the Leap of Assassins, Shadows, whatever, like, I, I would buy that because the actress is, is much more famous, so you can imagine giving the famous actress a, a better plot. Like, even if it, She'd also have more agency because she's smarter than Barbara. Yeah, she's a lot more wily. Yeah, she, she would challenge, she would challenge him. And I feel like they would have had a really good rapport. Like he would be annoyed at times and try to put her in her place. But that, and then he he would realize though that he can't put her in a place. He would just be like uh, holding her down a little bit. But she would continuously challenge him because she's ambitious. That one time I, I actually defend Fish Mooney. No, I don't think so. Yeah, like I'm, I'm accessing Bertoni memory banks, and like I can't think of a time that they've ever been in the same scene. No, because that whole shootout, Barbara wasn't Barbara wasn't crazy yet. I don't think. No, she was crazy, but not like she was in. She, she was she hanging was out Arkham. with Lee. Yeah, and trying to kill her, right? <laughs> what she should have finished the job, Jesus! Like, look at this season. <laughs> Should have finished the job, Barbara. Uh, I would go the other way. <laughs> they kill each other. Like Bullock, Falcone, and Gordon like head up to the apartment, and he sees like two dead women on the floor. My <laughs> favorite, changed, my favorite part of this whole commentary show. is you want both the women to murder each other. Um, but yeah, so I really, <sighs> my God, I'm just. I wish they would figure out what to actually do with her. She just still feels like she's flapping in the wind. Guys, it's four seasons in. I thought, like, at the beginning, she sounded like she had a solid goal. And then maybe she was being used as a tool by Rachel Ghoul. Didn't make sense that he wanted her. But I guess they're going to explain it in the next three episodes if she had that whole screenshot of her in that outfit. But, um... It, Unless that was a deleted scene, because that was months ago. Like, they would have already, fi- like, filmed that episode i don't know uh but still um unless they show me something like when she was his pawn that made a lot of sense with not to me that 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 he had her but like she seems like pawn material but they took her out from under that and gave her like uh more power again i don't understand why they keep giving her more power she the character still doesn't make any sense I mean, I'm not even thinking about it as like, oh, in the comic book, she had no part. I mean, like in the show, the character, (laughs) you could remove her completely and the show would still be fine. Just the part of me that wants canon restored that like, you know, like, just like, you know, I'm looking at that Marty McFly picture and I see like Batgirl and like her brothers are fading away. Um, I, I would like them to figure out a way that's not complete bullshit for like her and yeah, I know. Like at this, like they're so far apart. But like, I feel like I don't know. Like, like if it would have happened, the end of season two, 
after she got out of Arkham where she was a little more morally ambiguous. Cause I was even thinking about it, even though she was like helping penguin, like put a disembodied head on like a mantle. But Josh, but Josh, she's not Barbara Gordon's only mother. She's not, but like, you know, again, you don't need her for continuity. Yeah. Again, it's, it's that part of my brain that it's that needs to be scratched that back to the future photo. But even in the season two finale, even though she was kind of evil there, she like I remember she went to the GCPD to like warn Gordon about something that Strange was doing, and uh-huh. she was the one that unmasked Clayface. So like, but I don't this... understand why you were like so focused on her specifically being the mom when she's not even specifically the only mother of Barbara Gordon in oh, the I'm, comics. I, I've suggested many times that they go to Nice route, but you know, again, still for continuity purposes, like so also she's in back, could... Batman Year One, which which makes her yeah she's in she's in a pretty notable story as even as a minor character. So she's she's yeah. more. I think Barbara Gordon as Gordon's wife, even as minor as she is in the comics, is more. Uh, well known than Thelma Gordon from pre crisis or post crisis, I guess. Well, yeah, but they a, still, there was you see Thelma how they have already treated a lot of the people in this this show. Yeah. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> like Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> no, even oh, if God. even if she's not Batgirl's mother, even if they go the niece route, there is that part of me that like kind of wants them to get back together, even though it just makes less and less sense. But I mean, I would, what I would want them to do is move her in a more morally ambiguous position where, like, she is, like, this, like, informant that, like, doesn't necessarily, like, try and, like, destroy Gotham or take over the city. But, I think we'd need about two to three more seasons before you'd get there. Yeah. Or, 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 or like, that. I suggested that one time, like, just do a time skip at the end of the series and, like, don't say who, who Gordon's, you know, who the mother of Gordon's kids is, but, like, show that Gordon has kids and... Do a fairly the odd problem parents. with the time skip is Tavi. Well, no, no, in in the final episode, I would say. Okay. They could do in like the they did at, uh, the last Harry Potter film and kind of like make put old age makeup on them <laughs> or on him. Yeah. <laughs> in the final episode, you know, you 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 see Gordon's kids and you do a fairly odd parents time skip thing where you don't know who the mom is of them. Barbara Gordon has like book teeth. <laughs> <laughs> She's drawn by Butch Hartman <laughs> <laughs> with a sharp chin. <laughs> I don't get this reference, but okay. Oh, there, there was a flash forward in like Fairly Odd Parents. And yeah, like, I don't. I've never watched it though, so I I have no con- no contact. So, but the uh, listeners might. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon was a homeless cop who no one understands. Right, I'm, okay, I'm gonna stop I'm you right done. there. I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. Um, <laughs> Jan, do you have any anything for your opening thoughts? Um, oh, I thought we were just talking about that one prop, plot line. I, well, I, got, I got a lot of. Say. Well, we're kind of doing I, a little bit of both. Sure if you were because if we're going opening thoughts, I really enjoyed. Um, I don't remember what I enjoyed because that just totally <laughs> burned everything about the episode. What else happened in this episode? Oh, right. Okay, Gordon so, went full social justice warrior. <laughs> Lee and Riddler. I don't. Yes. The Riddler is still good, but I don't know what's going on with Lee. Lee's making me want to slam my face into things. I don't know what she was wearing, but it was like ugly and comp- it was just distracting. I was like, "Why are you wearing this?" Wasn't that last it's just like the weird fur, th- the weird fur thing that she was wearing. Like a Michael Jackson-esque like- jacket. No, it wasn't a Michael Jackson-esque jacket. It looked like she was, you know, those things that um, Southern Bells wear the hoops. It looked like she was wearing a hoop jacket. 
I, I know of which Jan speaks of, like, because I've, I, I've rewound that scene a few times where she gets arrested, and yeah. Yeah, and she's just, it's where the hoop, the wires for the hoops would be, it was like there was a line of uh, fur, and then everything else was like mesh, and it just kind of like made a circle bell around her body, and I was like, why would you even wear this during a bank heist? Yeah, with no mask. <laughs> You never know when you're going to be photographed by the front page news. She yeah, had to look good why would for, you get photographed for her mug shot. that? That was a fashion disaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cheryl Blossom. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that is the best compliment you could give me. Cheryl Blossom is a queen. She is pretty cool. Well, I mean, I've, I'm not liked. I got to catch up on that show. <laughs> I've not liked her kind of like high fashion sense this season because the idea is that like she's kind of in the slums where she's kind of down on her luck. And even if she's robbing banks and making a lot of money, it just to me feels very odd that like they're trying to give Leah a sense of personality that feels. I, I don't know if this, if this character, as they've been written, kind of has demonstrated that she'll dress to the nines when she's robbing banks or like, you know, watching road cheating fights or something like that. To the fives because that was definitely like a two. What do I look like to you? The Simon Cowell of fashion. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just saying that like it's always felt uh, uh, like, like a disjointed juxtaposition between her position in the show and Marina Bacarin's, uh, uh fashion, or not, or I should say like like, like the, the the dress that they give her, like like the what's the, what is what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's like um the uh, like, just like like, like how the how how the, sh- the production of the show gives the wardrobe the wardrobe. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Like how how the wardrobe is given to the character never feels. Because at least we're wearing the same thing. Oswald's wearing the same thing because they're cartoon characters. But like, Lee's always they wearing look amazing, crazy like like uh, suits. And like, I wouldn't mind that if she weren't like in the most poorest place in Gotham, and has been for months. It just, it's like it's like I don't. Maybe she has money saved up, but like, I don't know. If it feels like she's dressed, <laughs> she probably um, got some money when Mario died. Yeah, they were that's married. A, that's very, that is very true. <laughs> if her but she didn't take the money and then put it into the slum. She decided to rob banks instead. <laughs> she spent all the money on clothes, <laughs> and then like realized there was nothing left for the narrows. Well, I mean, at least I mean, I mean Karen B. Kandova dresses really nice too. But at least it, it's 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 along the idea of kind of a jacket and like you know black pants. So it's like a general. You, you can yeah, see, but she steals her clothes too. But but what I'm trying to say is that you, you can see Selena's personality in the clothes that she wears yeah i feel and you will probably disagree but i feel that like with with lee every single episode it's like from one thing to another and i'm like i i feel that like they're just, they're just throwing clothes at her for whatever reason because it just doesn't it doesn't seem like something the she clothes doesn't make sense in general it, i'm not even just talking about like um what how they dress her i mean the clothes itself the clothes that they choose makes no sense yeah exactly because like when Gordon was a bounty hunter, he wasn't dressing like you know in fancy you know latest fashion wear clothes or something like that. That's not a fashion. Okay, wear but the difference is Gordon is a guy and Lee's a girl. There's a double standard, like for how girls and guys have to dress on TV. But here's the thing: the thing though, uh, look at even Barbara's clothes makes more sense than Lee's, and that's a problem because Barbara doesn't make sense on this show. Period. <laughs> I, 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 well, I mean, like, Gordon always has, like, the finest of, like, you know, like, the Corinthian leather suits and ties and stuff, even though he's a poor-ass homeless cop. Those are leather suits? Uh, or what? If you see, like, the promotional material, he's wearing much finer clothes than he actually does in the show. Like, it's, it's like, they, they can't, 
I think Bullock's the only person who actually dresses like a normal person. They, they can't. Like, <laughs> That's why Gordon's like, homeless. He spends all his money on like you know on like clothes. It's like Bleeding Gums Murphy, Fabergé addiction. Yeah, it's like he's like I want another Armani suit. I think you've had enough, Gordon. I'll tell you when I've. Had I know. It. Yeah, he, he dresses awfully he, nice. He, he, he's like passed out in an alley with like a pile of suits over him. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him against wow. the wall. <laughs> I have a problem, Bullock. <laughs> you have a name one, Gordon. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I, I actually, well, she was talking, so go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, no, the jacket is. I was so upset. She walked outside, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm getting a full look at it now. I don't need that." Um, Penguin and Butch should have seen it coming. I was betrayed. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, penguin again, really?" Poor baby. Uh, who else was there? There's another storyline. Bruce. No, I mean, I mean, th- there's kind of a subplot within the Barbara storyline of like Bruce and Selena's relationship. Yeah, and then Rachel Ghoul showed up and showed us that he was the true villain of the show, like the only villain worthy <laughs> of being called a villain on the show by stopping that kiss. I was Oh man. I was like, first you have all this Barbara stuff, and then Rach you bring back Rache to stop the thing I've been waiting for all week. You can't make Helen Wayne, Reddit, you must make Damien Wayne first. <laughs> yeah, somebody on Reddit had the theory that because he can see the future he knew to stop that kiss because he wants uh, Bruce to wind up with the daughter that he doesn't know that he has, according to the actor. Yes, yeah, so obviously that, uh, that obviously is that that, that red person is correct. Obviously, well, that would make sense. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Are you stretching? Nothing about this character makes sense. All right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. My, I'm waiting. I'm biding my time. Let's unleash the Donovan. Yay, go Donovan, go! Release, release the Kraken. Release the Donkin <laughs> with my many tentacles. I, I, uh, this is pretty terrible. Uh, this this episode. Um, I watched it twice just to make sure that I wasn't imagining things worse than they were. Uh, and positives. Okay, I actually, I actually, I do like the Riddler and Lee. It really hurts when I say that name. The, the, the Riddler and Lisa plot because it is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, I really like Corey Michael Smith's acting. Yes. Um, especially when he does the Riddler, when he does like the Frank Gorshin Riddler thing where he's like, you know, when I'm revealed, the lover turns into a hater, what am I? Like, he does that really well. And, That's true. Um, I liked I liked Butch and Penguin kind of kind of like up to their old tricks in this episode and like it, it was the interactions were really fun. I'm not a fan of let's make lights on Tompkins evil because of the lols, but Marina Brackman kind of has that like kind of devilish glint in her eye, so she kind of mm-hmm. makes it entertaining. Um, and the, the I mean I know I think Josh has already said, but like the ending was effective, like like Gordon arresting her. So like when I watched the second time, I was like, you know this this really this really plays well. And when I like Gotham, when I like the, watching the show, I do. I, I do kind of like these. Kind of like just like the the characters, kind of like bouncing off each other. Um, and that was that was a, a third, if not half, of the episode. So I, I can say that this episode had some stuff I liked. Liked. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, oh my god. Oh, never mind. I I lost it. Uh. Okay. So Sorry. that is that is precisely it. <laughs> 
Um, I think I was, was going to say something about the Riddler. Um, do you remember what it was? Uh, no. I had it, and then it was, it's like right there. You know when it's like right there on the tip of your mind? Yeah, yeah. Dude. I mean, the, okay. the, the, one, the one thought that I have about when Don's like, you know, it hurts to call early. I listened back to like a season one or two episode, and he said, I will never call. Oh, yeah, it was the, the first Jerome episode. He's, he said, I will never call her Lee. I was so like, self-important back then. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I said, I would never call Barbara Babs. <laughs> well, do they, do they call her Babs on the show at all? Yes. I, well, it's always like, you know, we gotta find Barbara. We gotta save Barbara as though they're all on first name basis with her, as everybody is. We gotta stop Jerome. We gotta Honestly, when I, when I hear Babs, time. even when it's referring to Batgirl, I think of Babs Bunny from Tiny Toons. <laughs> Babs and Buster Bunny. <laughs> Montana Max says money. <laughs> Elvira is a pain. I'm going to uh, just fart out my emotions at this. This this whole Rachel Ghoul plot for the season, as it's been revealed with his like resurrection or zombification, has kind of exposed, <laughs> I think, how just how how bad the writing really is. Because yeah. this has to be at least to me, and I wish it were to Josh, <laughs> so he would understand. This is like the worst episode they've ever done. Um, yes, it has, it's, that doesn't mean that everything else is bad, but like, I mean, there is nothing redeemable to me about the Barbara and Rachel Gould plot. I could have sworn that this whole, oh, Barbara, you are just like me, you will carry the demon's head thing, was some sort of like overarching long game that he was playing because it just made so little sense. So I went back to that scene that I couldn't hear before where he was like bringing her back to life saying, oh, no one understands you. Yes, no one understands me. That's just like me. You'll be the demon's head. And apparently that was all a thousand percent sincere. That Rachel Ghoul, who's lived hundreds of years, has found a kindred soulmate in a nightclub owner. To his very, to his very words, to someone who just killed her parents and in a nightclub. So he believes in her and kills, has himself killed, so she can carry on his legacy. And she instantly f's it up by not doing anything with it and not even knowing that how uh, the sisters of, of assassins or whatever going to help oh her my God. train the world. Like, yes. she's like, why did you do that? Next time, don't hold back. She's she's such a f- brat in this episode. I mean, she's always a brat. She's never changed. Well, she she was she was a, she was different in the first couple of episodes, but that completely evaporated. This yeah, that, that that bothers me because and there's no explanation. Uh, like, where where uh, where did that Barbara go? I'm, I'm gonna I want that it. Barbara back. I'm going to plug it into the um, into this episode, but the interview with Aaron Richards that like Ben and I did in San Diego, like where she was like insistent, like she's like it's going to be a different Barbara. She's going to be more zen, you know, more calm, more in control. Like she's not going to be like you know, like, and she is exactly as she was by the end of last season. Now, like all of that, which is why I'm hoping that like this is a turning point for her and like, she's going to be in a new direction. But when she's like, I'll be King of God, like they'll worship lead me like a queen. No, like a God. That was, was the like, other okay, thing. Okay. Slow your roll girl. Like that was the <laughs> other thing. You look gorgeous. Hello. Okay. So in an interview, um, a few months ago, um, you mentioned that Barbara was going to be going to transformation where you said that you would have to read more comic books. Can you tell us uh, what that was all about? <laughs> um, so yeah, she was, uh, changing at the end of the last season. 
and we had some ideas about who she could change into, and then we decided that it would be better that she just remains herself. Okay. Was it Harley Quinn? No. Oh. No, it was a different character. That we still we've taken elements of that character, um, but it, it the version of Barbara that we have is kind of more evolved than the character that we had in mind, and the elements of that character that were a little bit less kind of worldly is kind of. I don't really want to say who it is because I'm not going to be her, but. Um, it was a little restrictive. That that idea of that character was going to be too restrictive with what we wanted Barbara to be. Is the look that we see now, is that going to be your new look yes. for the show? Yeah. How you liking your new look? I like it. Yeah, yeah thank you. It took a bit of getting used to. I'm sure everybody like knows when you do a big drastic hair change, it's always like, oh God, none of my clothes look good with this. Like, I don't know how to work it. I don't know what products to use. So there's always uh, that. But I've been through that, you know, two, three week phase and now I'm into like knowing a bit more about how I can manage it. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. John said that this season coming up is going to be a lot of family, like family. Yeah. How do you feel this family as far as So our family is me, Selena, and Tabitha. And we're forming um, like a female family, a female group where we are kind of a, like a mother-father figure to her as well as kind of older sisters and mentors. And I think that's really nice um, aspect to be having quite a new aspect in Gotham because we haven't seen that 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 thing of women nurturing women because it's, a, it's quite a male energy Gotham you know fighting and men, men running it men you know so it, it's going to be really nice to see both the rise of us in a power sense and also the inner dynamics of us bringing up a a girl into being a woman so what has been your favorite episode of Gotham to shoot to watch or to shoot um, my favorite was actually the final episode of the third season which is the one where me and Tabitha had that big fight and then she killed me at the end because Jess and I really love working together and I love fighting so it was like a chance for both of us to have a lot of stuff a lot of really good emotional stuff between the two characters and then a huge fight scene at the same time so it was like I got everything in one is there going to be any any um, negative effects on your mental so um, actually it's a positive effect that it has um, I, I haven't this is the first time I've thought about this but she's electrocuted and then she becomes much more calm and I wonder if it's a little bit like electroshock therapy which I shouldn't be like condoning because it's a terrible thing but I, I wonder if yeah maybe she's been like slightly the crazy got like frazzled out of her so when she comes back she's going to be like a much more zen version of herself she's going to be doing a lot of martial arts because racial um, took her and trained her in that way so she's going to be um, clearer calmer and with more intention do we see that part do we see you getting trained no you'll see the outcome you'll see me being you know, I, I, I have been trained um, you'll, you'll see one little thing where it's almost like a training battle but it's not it's not like a training montage the one that everyone loves <laughs> I love a training montage. Always wanted to be part of one. So essentially, this is like your third resurrection. Yeah. Isn't it kind of cool that the same show you had like, like Yeah. Yeah. Characters? I've been really lucky to have this development in her. Like basically, play four different characters each year. You know, as in a different character each of the four years. 
so it keeps me it keeps it fresh for me it keeps the character interesting and evolving and really everyone has it you know everyone, all the characters evolve so much um, that it's a testament to our incredible writers and showrunners and producers that they can keep making it interesting for us and also for the viewers to see these people change and it's just like life I mean but from like whatever from 10 all the way through to 40, 50 you know I think just people change constantly and you look back on who you were 10 years ago and it's like a whole a whole different person so it's just reflecting what is real were you warned that you were coming back when you got to spend the your dying yeah <laughs> thankfully yeah <laughs> it's like my biggest fear to open it and, like, and then she dies <laughs> oh they kill me off now the answer seems obvious but I gotta ask has the ship sailed on you having a little baby back girl with uh, Jim I don't think so we spoke about it in the panel today um I think it's still possible. I think this version of Barbara that we'll see will actually be the most surprising to Jim as a development because it's probably pulling aspects of her from the first season and second and third, but I think he might sort of be quite taken aback by who she's become and not necessarily in a bad way. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Like the League of Assassins, or yeah, the League of Shadowless, whatever, the League of whatever, um, is all like, yeah, you're going to have this, and then we can do all this amazing stuff. She's like, I'm going to rule this one city. I know. I was like, you couldn't think bigger than that? Why do you think they're just okay? Haven too. She is <laughs> so, um, like, impetuous and, like, indignant that I... I Cannot this show can't convince me that Rachel Gould saw shit in, in her? It just it's, Bruce, sure. Even any of the other characters, they, they have a bit of a glimmer of interest. But like the oh, character, yeah. the character written in this episode is just—it's like she's like flat out unlikable to the average viewer. And we're supposed to buy that she's going to defeat Rachel Gould with the help of her new buddies, who bullshit their way. Like, oh, you fought for all of us when I don't think she did. I mean, I know that she saved like like like, like Lila or something like by cracking a, po- a pot over the guy's head as she ran away. But that was like once, and that was like earlier, way earlier in the episode. Um, this whole thing is this Barbara's fight. Barbara must do this alone. Like I just, I can't. Yeah, my face. I, I can't even. And and this is not like you know. Oh, I don't like Barbara, or Barbara wasn't a character in the comics. This, is, I'm not doing that. I swear to God, I'm not. <laughs> this show just can't make her more than the, this interesting. Um, I don't really care. I don't care about where she's going to go as a. I didn't care if she lived. I I didn't. And they they they've ruined race because apparently he did want to die. He comes back as a zombie, has superpowers, and they turn the demon's head, who was like Rachel, which, which was originally Rachel Gould's moniker, right? That was his persona. That's because Rachel Gould's not his real name. His name is unpronounceable. <laughs> um, and so. Like they took his 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 mantle and turned it into a future telling superpower that she had, and she like out karateed him and like you surprised me, but why does she surprise you if she, if you know she has that ability? So he didn't he didn't, he didn't understand that she wasn't going to follow what he did, even though he thought, thought they were kindred spirits. He didn't think he he didn't predict a thing that she was going to do, even though they thought they were kindred spirits. And he gives her a superpower that tells the future that he did not see coming her using, even though he wanted it back from her, which she had to have had. Like this, 
does not make any sense. This is this is why I'm so pissed off. It's like I can't get invested in this. I don't I don't yeah. care about what happens. And they've taken the best Batman villain and just yeah. him with a broom and broke off the handle. Whoa! Yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> oh, and let's not forget that. Oh, hey, he told me I'm the only one who can kill him, and he he targeted me for like a whole year so that I would kill him and he would be dead, and my blood brought him back. Well, I'll just stab him. I got a glowy hand. It is. It is like. Uh, this whole it, but they say that like he has an interest in Barbara, he has an interest in Bruce, but they never really expand. And he doesn't s- explain that. Like, and like, you know, Master, we had to bring it back because Barbara King started a war. A war with what? The Triads? Like, what war was that? Did I miss something? Uh, and, and you know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is either. I, I, I think they were just upset because there was a split in the. No, she's not carrying on his legacy. She needs to do her own thing. What own thing? Yeah, like, it's like sell weed on the on the corner. And like, it, it is it is hitting me though that like this should have been Bruce's plot line actually. Like Ross should have left the League of the Shadows to Bruce. That would have actually made more sense with like what he tries to do in the comics, make Bruce's heir and stuff. Like, oh, like it's had, hitting um, me as you're saying this. You also had you had you had the, the, so the, so the League of Assassins, Society of Shadows, whichever they're going to call him, whichever iteration, they kidnap Bruce because his blood can zombie Rachel go back to life with a chant that this multicultural, multinational group say in English in Gotham City. They don't take him to like. Uh, the Himalayas, or whatever. They, 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 that and there's only so many sets. Okay, yeah, okay, that's that, fair enough. But why did they? <laughs> Remember why did they, so the body was to, like, in? The it was in Gotham City. Year. But why, okay, here's a question. Here's a better question, though. Why didn't they kill Bruce? He killed their master, with, with, apparently without their knowledge. Why didn't they gut his throat and have him do that way? It's like, okay, let's cut his hand. Then, like, you know, just just, just forget about him because I know I know the, the show needs him alive. But it's like, this is why I'm not intimidated by the League of Assassins. They don't. Do, it's, it's the same thing with like a, the uh, the Court of Owls. They didn't do anything. They probably know that Bruce is important to Roz, so they're not going to piss him off by killing Bruce. I mean, Roz did spend but, a lot. But they already of time. disobeyed him, bringing him back to life and, and going against Barbara. Yeah, so, so so they don't want to disobey him like twice in a row. Especially if he's going to be alive at that time. No, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, if you I mean, worship I, somebody and then you disobey him by bringing him back, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to like extra make him angry by being like, oh yeah, we also killed the one guy who can kill you again. Okay, well answer me this. Josh went on about how he liked that Barbara and Tabitha were besties again. It, what, what has Tabitha been doing this entire season? Basically naysaying Barbara every scene. I don't want to join you. Okay, I'll join you. Okay, when are we going to do this? Why have we done that? You shouldn't be with them or whatever. So yeah, okay, Barbara saves her life, and I'm sure that's appreciable. But to me, it's it's like the last episode when like they says, "Oh, come with us, so we can save Barbara from you know and bring back the Rachel Ghoul or, or like actually stop her with the demon's head." I feel that like Barbara Tabitha would like screw her. I'm I'm getting out of the city. So this whole like allegiance that the two of them have, like like I, we've been through thick and thin for almost three years, and I've never seen you doubt yourself. Like you killed her last season. I, I, I don't <laughs> buy their friendship. That would be the thick part, wouldn't it? <laughs> she's got a point <laughs> he also kills her boyfriend who she's still in yeah love with. but you know he, he he's that's, got an extra hand now and super strength so you know we'll call we'll call that a win <laughs> that's that's the thick part dude <laughs> no 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 jen no 
This is going to happen. I, I, you know what? And that part really didn't phase me because I, I saw that coming because the moment they started working together, I was like, oh, okay, they just want to put these two back together. And I just accepted that it was going to happen eventually because that's how the writers work. Um, and, and that this is woman so did obvious. grow up in a death cult. As long as you admit that, that, it's, that it's contrived. You know, it, yeah. it, is, it is what the show wants, but like, 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 there are some times where, like, okay, that makes sense, or that, that was interesting, and then other times where, like, this just ha- this just happens because they need to fill out the show, and they and they also that makes sense for how they write those two characters. No, but Not, no, it doesn't make sense in general. It makes sense for like how they write those two characters together, like the way the show wants them to be together all the time. Like, Actually, yeah. Just, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're both way. villains. They're they're not going to agree with things. They do things that don't make sense. They backstab each other, but apparently they backstab each other to help each other and whatever. And then like even even Bab said, "Yeah, I shot him because I was jealous." This is not gender. Well, okay, I say I say that it very well may be. Feel free to call me off. It is, but uh, at the risk of sounding gender biased, I bought mm-hmm. Riddler and Penguin's sort of like you know. Held hell and back relationship where like they kind of went on the outs with each other, then kind of found their way back to at least respecting each other. I just bought that more lot more understandably than I'm buying this right now because Tabitha. Do you know why? Probably because they've been written better. Because they know how to write men and not women on this show. That's why. Like the only woman I think they write well on this show, honestly, is Catwoman, and I don't understand how that works. Well, that's very true. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I, the I, only reason I ever got invested in Tabitha was because of her relationship with Butch. Remember, I was like, I don't even know why she's still on the show. Why is she on the show for another season? And then she started a relationship with Butch, and I was like, Oh, look at this! This is so cute! This is awesome! I'll kill anyone who fights this. <laughs> I fought it. I'm so alive. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Okay, oh, so man. Barbara and Tabitha, it's because we've had the whole season to like kind of bring them back together. I, I feel like there was more water under the. I, I feel like more was done with Riddler and Penguin to make them hate each other and it took a longer time for them to get uh, back together with less apologies than Tabitha and Barbara well both have both 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 pairs have situations where one killed the love of the other and one of them didn't stay dead Barbara and killed Butch, them, ca- Tabitha on, killed Bar- Barbara and Revenge yeah, Tabitha actually killed Babs like she was straight up dead like not just the lover, like just straight up just dead and then she's like, yeah, I think we should hang out again because I died. Well, and Riddler killed Penguin, or he thought he did, and Penguin no. came back to – Yeah, and, and at the pier, he thought he killed Penguin that one time right after. Oh, yeah, he shot him. Yeah. But he didn't. No, he did. In the mid-season, it was like one no, of the mid No, he didn't kill him is what I mean. Oh, okay. No, but for all intents and purposes, that's what he thought. Well, he it, was is, doing. it is similar to Tabitha electrocuting Barbara because they left that yeah. that scene thinking they had just murdered the person. Yeah. Well, she did literally murder the person. Is she technically did because? <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> this is what I'm just saying. She actually killed her. Like, see, Tabitha is way more efficient than the Riddler. Well, we know that. We know that. We know that that she killed Barbara. But the effect of the scene for the for like. Both Tabitha and Riddler, they both left those scenes th- like, like convinced that they had killed the person they just tried to kill. Yeah, Penguin's still alive, but like the effect was the same for both Tabitha and Riddler, though. Emotionally, like both people left the scene the same way. Riddler walked <sighs> out of that pier thinking, I killed Penguin because he killed Isabella. Tabitha. Oh, you're that. talking about like the, the killer, not the killee. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Tabitha left that warehouse thinking, I killed Barbara for killing Butch. Oh, I was talking about the person who got killed. Because <laughs> uh, they came out in two very different um, yeah. <laughs> emotional states. Yeah. <laughs> Another weird parallel, and maybe this makes more sense in my head and it won't make sense when I say it out loud, is last season, Tabitha had to choose to either like lose her hand or like say or, and save Butch's life. Like, lose her hand or lose Butch. And this season, Barbara had to choose lose her magic hand or lose Tabitha. So, oh gosh, like you're a, right. It's 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 like a it's like poetry. It rhymes. That makes it that makes it good. <laughs> I, I don't think that that was done on purpose, but it's like you know, <laughs> cut off your hand or or, or Butch dies. So it, like, with Barbara, it was like lose your magic hand or Tabitha. Well, I, mean, I, I wrote it to you that like in like in like our phone conversation that like. It is consistent for Rage to like you know give me what I want or I'm going to slit this throat right here in my hand, <laughs> and we know he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, um, Tabitha is clearly, honestly, a ten year old boy. I hope not. <laughs> I better stop being so attracted to her actress. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. I mean, it's too late. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm In sorry, fairness, God. none of the boys he threatened were ever ten, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't, Wait, I don't how old was Ben? <laughs> uh, it, it was Ben's 11th birthday, so he was a day from being 10. And then that, that one kid, what was his name, Alex or something? Alex. He, he looked like he was like 14-ish or something. 14 oh, okay. to 16-ish. So but, she's, mean, a teen, it, it, she's a prepubescent or teenage boy. <laughs> but it, it, in any case, though, the, the, the point is the same. <laughs> Roz kills young boys and Tabitha Gallivan, apparently. Maybe that's what <laughs> Every Tabitha tele- tele- Gallivan in the, in the country he'll kill. <laughs> it's 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 on his his uh, kill list. All right, so I know we've we've we've, we've been yelling a lot about this, but I, there's so much more detail we can go into. Um, yeah. Um, uh, can, we, really can, we, can we talk about? Can we, talk, can, we, can we actually go back and talk about like the sisters of the League of Shadows? Um, no, no, I'm just joking. Go Lila ahead. was the main one. Yeah, she's she's the only yeah. one who talks. Yeah. You can talk. <laughs> I mean, I just this show. I think I feel that this, like, like Gordon. I think this show feels this a lot more progressive than it is really being. You know, you can have this whole sisterhood, and uh, we're going to follow you now. But it's really. I, I don't want to talk about this too much because it's it's just not my lane. But like, it it it, it kind of reeks of like kind of like this, this white feminism conversation where it's like it's all women sticking together, but it's like the white woman leading everybody to do what she wants. Um. And, and then that, that, I, feel that, I don't know, Jen. Do you think that that's along those lines, or is that like off track? White feminism. Well, just on the way that like this whole Barbara sisters thing is kind of playing out, because it's it's, it's it's the idea of like, oh, you didn't think that a woman could lead the League of Shadows, and like, well, we're the sisters of League of Shadows. So it's it's like this idea of like female empowerment by way of what Barbara Keane wants. It didn't feel like female empowerment when I was watching it. It felt like. I mean, it did feel like the guys were like, we'll never follow a woman. It's all like, really, guys? Um, But I didn't see it as, like, female empowerment. I just saw it as, like, a really old-school way of thinking and then, like, the, like, old versus new sort of thing. Because there are still people who think like that, even in our great country, Um, which is supposed to be, like, one of the world leaders in in development um which is hilarious because a lot of um other countries that aren't like they don't they have more of a matriarchal society 
and they actually run smoother than the U.S. Uh, but yeah, Larson was right. The world should be run by women. I won't say the world should be run by women. I'm just saying that women shouldn't be like brushed aside all the time as being lesser. Like, oh, you can't do this because, oh, you're a woman, and then this and that. Like, that's just stupid. Well, what, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, like, I, it feels as though they're positioning Barbara to make this grandstand against race in in a way that that feels like it kind of it, it feels I don't want to say political. But like, because it is, it doesn't. But like, I don't know. It's it's like us, her Barbara and her the sisters at League of Shadows are kind of leading against Raish and you know trying to do things a different way. It kind of feels like it's it's leaning into that in a way which what, feels kind of just kind of dumb. What really bothered me was Lila, Layla, whatever was like complaining like you're not following his legacy, you're not unlocking this power to. You're, and she made this huge, huge deal about Babs having to realize Raish's dream, and then at the end she's like, "Yeah, forget him." Like your whole life is dedicated to this man, and you just dropped it off right now. That didn't make any sense to me. Because women change their minds. Am I right, fellas? This isn't Vietnam a go go. <laughs> You're right, Buzz, old buddy. <laughs> I just finished that episode. Oh my god! I hope you liked it. I don't know how you guys come up with that stuff. Like my brain died about halfway, like about twenty minutes into like the first issue recap. We've been coming up with this stuff. We, we, those are real issues that we found. <laughs> sure. Don gaslit himself. He's like, I forgot that this wasn't real. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, it yeah, was it. Uh, to me, I guess to me, it doesn't matter, male or female. If you were loyal to something, like especially if you're talking about like they were trying to push Barbara into becoming the next race basically and she was falling so short she's like i will be worshipped as a god here in gotham and they're like why are you here in gotham there's a whole world outside of the city i mean it's trying to get her to leave the show (laughs) yeah basically and she's like no i have to stay here and rule this tiny part of the world it was it was just so stupid there's like nothing there that makes it of note there's like no special place or no amazing thing mm-hmm. it's it's just gotham you guys just gotham they never get into like like, like uh like the, the 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 architecture or you know sort of like the wealth of technology that got because like gotham is like i know the comics gotham's like oh it's a hellhole but like generally it is like one of the dc universe's like greatest cities for a reason it's like at, after dark it's all scary and dangerous but like people i mean gotham is it's like a sister city to Metropolis, and like they don't get them to in the Gotham show. It's all about we must save the city. But the, every time they do into like you know the the citizens of Gotham, they they villainize them so badly that there's no value in the city that they've demonstrated. Certainly not by season four. They need to realize that it's a city of justice and a city of love, a city of peace for every one of us. Why won't they listen to R. Kelly? <laughs> exactly. We all need it. We can't live without it. Gotham City. Oh yeah, he fights for family and lives for love. <laughs> wow, I love that commercial. I can't, I can't feel. Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I have, I have more to bitch about, but like, uh, like that stuff would have made more sense if it was like a '90s show. 
But it's back before the internet existed, and everyone was like more, um, what is it? Uh, wasn't so aware that there's more of a world out there. But now when you're just focusing on one place, like just, I could rule Gotham with this hand. It's like, but why just Gotham? Well, especially if she's like, I know my destiny now. It's like, and your destiny is to rule Gotham, which you've already tried doing. Like how, how, yeah, how is your world being the informed same thing that by happened this last picture? Season. She got, she got too power hungry last season. And like, again, yeah, it's, why is she so narrow minded? I really had high hopes after that San Diego interview where she's like, Barbara's going to be like more Zen and more like, you know, and again, she even said, you know, maybe this will bring her and Jim back together. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, she's trolling you. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe they all listen to this podcast and like, and figure out ways to mess with us. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she's been asked in other things about Jim and Babs getting together. So at this point, she just – it's been four years, dude. She just says it just to, to mess with people. Well, and I was only asking it as a novelty question. Like I was not expecting her to be, to like, be like, oh, I'm not really – and like Ben McKenzie had a similar answer to like another person like at the panel that they did that day. Like, oh, well, we know that they're supposed to have kids one day. And it was like, wait, wow, really? You well, haven't I feel that, like, if they say they're not, then, then the next question would be, so why is Barbara still on the show? Yeah. <laughs> they could come up with an answer for that. It's, it's, not, like it's not like they'd be cornered, like, Because it's Gotham, at a not a comic book. Get out of my interview. Well, it's also like, you know, we can see in their eyes, you know, if they, if they can lie or not. Oh, well, Barbara has a, you know, she's, she's a, a very big player. What's she done? She's made Killed friends. her parents. Yeah, who we didn't know existed until she killed them. No, we, we knew. We saw them earlier in the season, and you and Stella and I were questioning, like, why is the scene with her parents here? We said that it felt like a deleted scene because it was, like, so weird. Oh, because she's like, hey, Ma, she went home. <laughs> she went home, and she had her own house. Like, it's, <laughs> and they were like, will you be staying for the weekend? Are you still dating that police man? And we're like, wow. Why did they talk like that if, if, if Barbara Keene, the character, was American? <laughs> because they're high society. They have a different tone. Like the they're t- old money. What are they selling like the Kennedys? <laughs> well, the may- Kennedys may- old money? Maybe Barbara actually talks like Aaron Richards, but she, like, faked this American accent to try and, like, you know, land a homeless like cop. Stewie, like Stewie Griffin or something? Yeah, like like on the ne- recent episode of Family Guy, you find out that like Stewie's been faking his voice for the entire series because like he wants Here's to sound more. Here's the thing that kills me though: she's an artist, or she had a gallery. You think she would know more about like? I wish she. <laughs> they never mentioned. <laughs> yeah, when she saw that painting, she should have just went up to it and started like analyzing it immediately instead of like, oh my god, that's my face. Is Jimmy like, is this real? What's the what's the carbon dating on this shit? <laughs> Like, I, what style is this? What what year is this? Like, that's another thing too, though. Is that, that that whole thing was apparently genuine? This wall, we've never been able to open it. That's also been in Gotham City for hundreds of years, but now you can. And she does. And he's like, "Oh, that that painting was full of nothing." So, the, what was the point of the wall? I swear to God, they made this shit up as well, a be, wall be, because of the because of the books. The painting wasn't the main point beyond the wall. The main point was like the treasure trove of books. But he books. told her to read the books that apparently she didn't know was behind the wall that she didn't know about until they told her, but she didn't know that, that those women were going to show up in the first place. She didn't unlock the. She did, yeah, remember she did say like you could have left a how to about the demon's head. The demon's head. He's all like, "You'll find out." Yeah, I, I rewatched that that parts. I, I I didn't see the scene where he died because um. It like you know to see if he crumbled or not, but I was like gathering clips of like various like events that happened this season for the season finale 
uh, episode that we're doing, I'm going to do like a montage of like different quotes. And I saw like the scene where he gives her the hand and she's like, what was that? He's like, a gift. You'll find out in time. It's like, when say, you fight oh, me and we're, we're going to be arguing an op- opposite sides. Now hand this bleach to Donovan Morgan Grant so he can drink this before he has to watch the episode. <laughs> I, I have had to make like you know like plans in my head like I'm like okay like like every year Don threatens to quit this is the year that I'm like thinking like okay what are my backup plans for season five it's like if Don doesn't if Don doesn't come back I I'm on my, I'm on my way out with this show I mean this is this 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 episode you've been on your way out for like three seasons yeah I think he I, he might he might mean it this time but usually like. What'll happen is he'll get angry, then he'll mellow out towards the season finale and be like, "Oh, you know what?" And then, like at Comic Con, he'll be like, "Oh, I have a good time making fun of homeless cops with you. Let's do another year of this." But this and then by the middle of the year, he's like, "I've made a huge mistake. This, what have this, I this done?" This is exactly this is exactly why I didn't want Rachel going the show in the first place because this show could never pull it off. They never demonstrated. Um, like, like they like, have no idea. Like I, they have no idea what to do with them. Well, they, they, here's they don't they straight up don't know the character. I'm I'm, they don't. I'm calling it now. You know. And yeah, yeah, you know, you can compare the comic books. I read a ton of comic, rich comic books this week just to just to cover my bases and like watch, you know, his first Man's anime series. Like Rachel Cole is not a he's not a complicated character to get right. He has a certain nobility nobility about him. He wants to cleanse the world. This Rachel Cole is flat out evil, and he's evil with no purpose. He he's like mwahaha, I'm a bad guy, evil. He I don't think he's ever mentioned like saving the world once. And if he has, it's, it's like you know by destroying it or whatever. Like he's not. Because, like, the character is crazy, but he's crazy in that kind of Osmondius, I'm doing the right thing kind of way. And this one's like, oh, right, or uh, Bruce, I'll make you a Dark Knight. If it doesn't kill you first, he, 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 like, like, Dr. Evil laugh. And it's like, oh, I didn't want this guy to be on the show because I knew that this show just could not have the brainwave to just copy and paste what's been done before. They couldn't. It's, 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 well, it's, they don't need to copy and paste it, but there's just, like, it just, the character is so far removed. <laughs> Like if they're going to do something different, like like for instance, like like the Jerome thing and the Joker thing, how they might do something completely Ooh. different than what we've seen before. So let's give them a chance to demonstrate that because they got Jerome's Joker so well with Raish, What they're doing that is different from the comic books isn't good. It's not entertaining, and I and we don't we don't like it. So it also doesn't make any sense. No, like it, I understood when he was all like. Yeah, Bruce, I need to groom you to be this thing. And then it switched to like, yeah, now you can kill me so I can rest in peace. And now it's like, I will make you a dark night. Like he went back to the original thing. And I'm like, if, if yeah, we didn't have the I whole thing where he dead, got killed. But then I okay. saw the season finale. <laughs> if he didn't, if he didn't have that whole, like, I need you to kill me arc in the center of this uh, season, he would be consistent with his original idea from season three. Well, season three was a court of owls. Yeah, he would have been completely um, consistent with season three. But the whole like, yeah, you're the only one who can kill me. Now kill me. Ha ha ha. At least here's the thing. I was going to be upset when Bruce said, like, I have to kill him again. Cause, and then Selena's all like, I didn't want you to kill him again. I was like, oh, that made me happy. Um, but also, like, Bruce like understood what he had to do. Um, and Barbara pulled a friggin' gun on Selena. I hated that. It's because Barbara's f***ing stupid. It makes no goddamn sense. That's another thing. This this episode tries to pull, like, you know, like, like we're a team. The Sirens, we're, the, you know, don't you want to be together? And, like, Tapa's, like, the only one who cares about that. Because, like, Selena does what she wants. And Barbara doesn't really. No. She kicks, she kicks Selena out. So. No, 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 no. 
No, Selena. Selena's not like trying. She, Selena didn't pick sides. She's still working with them, but she's like, they're all going to get themselves killed. Right. So she's and still quite trying frankly, to work with them. If I was them. Selena, I'd be ticked off because you used me to get to my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Boyfriend. Let's be real. Oh. But still, it's like um, Barbara's the only one who doesn't care about the team. Selena cares about the team, and Tabitha care about the team. But Barbara just cared about herself. Period. Boom. Done. So yeah. Selena's all like, "We need to do this because if we just listen to Barbara, she's just going to get herself killed, and then Tabitha's going to get killed, and everything's just going to be a bad time." Yeah. And then. Barbara's like, I have this glowy hand. I can stab him, even though it only works if you stab him. And he had the glowy hand before. So, like, so like the point is that, is that, like, this show tries to put, like, you know, the future of the Sirens as a team in jeopardy when it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it deserves to be together. Yeah. It's the way it was in the first episode where it was Tabitha and Selena and, and Barbara's on her own. There's, there's been no sort of, there's been no character development over the season, though. Honestly, it should have, like, if, see, like I said, if you took Barbara out, there would be nothing, nothing different. Um, if you had made the sirens actually, uh, what is it? A dyad, a twosome. No. Tabitha, Catwoman, and then Ivy Pepper, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> Which Ivy Pepper, though? <laughs> the new one. Um,. Did that, that depends on how it they were would have been it. a lot different. It would have been a lot different because uh, Ivy would have had the support of uh, S- S- Selena and um, Tabitha right there with her, and they would have just been tempering her. I'll give you this. I, w- I would have preferred those three together as opposed to Barbara Keene, who's just been bipolar the whole time. And it would make sense for Ivy to be angry considering, like, I know she's not, like, a major character, but, like, when we talked on her episode, she's had – she's been treated so badly over and over again. Like, she's nothing and abused and then, like, belittled by all sorts of men and then, like, the only comfort she has is in the plants. Um, so it would just make more sense for her to be angry and them just trying to calm her down a lot. Especially Selena. Selena just be like, dude, you need to chill. And then Tabitha's like, yeah, we can't do this right now. And then, like, they give her, like, more of a direction and purpose, and it would have just been amazing. And then, she, of course, she would have been able to come into her own, like, no, this is something I need to do for myself, sort of thing. And maybe she could have, like, just walked off on her own to do the bad thing, but it would have been less, um... just... <laughs> It would have just made more sense than Bab still existing on this show. Like, literally, they could just send her off anywhere and have her come back, like, a couple of seasons later or something. I don't it know was why all th- about what benefits Barbara, though. Like, the whole, like, that's why if I was Selena, yeah. I'd be ticked off. It's like, whose side are you on, Selena? It's like, first of all, like, this, we're, we're doing all this thing for you. And now, because it's inconvenient for, like, your goals, you're wanting me to, like, you know, screw over, like, my friend, my boyfriend, the, this guy who's, like, saved my life and had my back all these times you and know, the like, one like, who got the knife for you yeah that too and then like by the way that was the same warehouse from uh the ford focus commercials and and they've been using that warehouse <laughs> since like season one for various stuff like <laughs> when, when, barbara, when barbara shoots i don't know if it's the thai food one but it's the one where falcone and everyone was tied up oh, um okay I, I know when Barbara shot the tires, though, I was actually expecting like a James Bond thing where like Alfred like presses a button. Like, don't worry, Master B. Mr. Fox made this thing in the tires that like reinflates them. That's that what time. I thought was going to happen, too. And then and it then didn't Pier- happen. And then Pierce Brosnan was off to the side laughing like he did in Tomorrow Never Dies. 
Um, and then he gets in and puts on his driving face. <laughs> his, his remote control wheeler. <laughs> Before I realized they were on their way to like meet Tabitha, I thought Bruce and Selena were just like socializing together at the beginning in the car. Yeah, I thought oh. he was trying to impress her. Like, check out my sweet <laughs> new ride. <laughs> hey, Selena, check out my car. As if they were like normal teenagers. Like <laughs> that would have been so cute, though. Yeah, well, also, also, they've also, been also, hanging out a lot these last few episodes. Can I? Can I ask? I like, like, like uh, is the quiet mode on on their exhaust? Is that a? Does that exist in real life? Because I'm wondering if if it does, if that was an advertisement for the car itself. <laughs> Ford Focus Trump. I know that Priuses are like quiet because like that was like a plot point in like the office when like Andy ran over Dwight with the Prius. Oh, because he couldn't hear it coming. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> they, they, they were supposed to. They were supposed to have a fight in the parking lot, and like Dwight's way, and they're like, "Where are you, Andy?" And everyone from the office is like watching through the window, and like Andy sneaking up behind <laughs> Dwight with the Andy sneaking up behind Dwight with his car, and they're like. How come you can't hear it? It's a Prius. They're really quiet. And he, like, runs over uh, uh, Dwight's, like... Yeah, he, like, runs over his foot or something. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> well, at least it's a tiny car, so it should be fine. Well, I mean, I, mean, well, I remember... He, no. he, he, he didn't run over him, like, fully. Like, like he didn't have to go it to the It wasn't like Meredith. We're like, we're, like, Michael Scott just, like, plowing into her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's one of my favorite moments. But, like, um... But, uh, I mean, I mean... <laughs> Um, <laughs> and everything that happened afterwards. Oh, Jan, you have to watch The Office. <laughs> um, think about it. Well, I mean, I mean I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just wondering because, because, like, because, like, when Alfred gave him the car, it felt because I know the car is explicitly like, like, it has a real world uh, logo. I forget which car it is. It's because it's not a Ford Focus, but it's it's, it's a Ford something. <laughs> You've had your chance, Ford Focus. <laughs> So I was wondering if like that, that car actually had that kind of thing, and if it was, it's weird seeing Batman Hawk wears. <laughs> it's like check out my sweet uh, silent mode. I mean, if it's if it's a thing that's that's only in the Gotham continuity, then that's that's fine. But like that was that was that was an interesting. Um, but I agree. I th- yeah, I, th- I thought they were kind of like like cruising around, going to going to Sonic or something, as opposed to like Tabitha told us to meet us here. But um, whatever. <laughs> you mean the woman yeah. that sac- that tried to sacrifice me to her brother's death cult? Yeah, but she's changed. You're not going to be sacrificed to any death cult this time. Okay. One minute later. Technically, he wasn't sacrificed. <laughs> he should have hey, been. Kid, they didn't kill you this time, at least. Like, <laughs> I thought you were my girlfriend. Uh, I do love, like, Alfred is, like, you know, like, like, right after they were defeated, like, it's like Alfred and, like, Bruce are, like, at the man. Alfred's like, ah, oh, what are we going to do about Roz? What do you think, Master V? And he's just, like, looking down, not paying attention to Alfred. I can't believe Selena chose them over me. Oh, bloody hell with this. Your voice is way too light because in this episode, Davi Mizaus is following his master, Ben McKenzie, and doing the homeless voice because he says, Give me the knife, Barbara. You gotta give me that. He's doing that in this episode. <laughs> Barbara's like, for some reason, I'm very attracted to you right now. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. That's I know you live not. in a mansion, but I, I'm imagining you homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he, he, you oh, guys heard that, oh, right? Oh, oh, Selena's like, little do you know. <laughs> oh. We were homeless together for a while. They were, yeah. That was a weird. She like, trained him in homeless fighting. No, that's that's good though, because he needed that. Um, he needed that training to learn how to navigate the streets, right? And also because he lived in a mansion, like it, he had to learn how to navigate Gotham somewhere without a GPS. <laughs> and also to learn how to scale buildings and things too. 
pick locks and get through doors and stuff. I remember making fun of that when it happened because it was like, dear Alfred, I've run away to like be homeless with Selena. You know, like this is a good decision. <laughs> it was See you a later. Good decision. That's I mean, when, look at him now. That was back when the, when the, the, the drinking game of how many times we say homeless in a podcast began next season too. Because I was after the, uh, the, the Matches Malone thing. P.S. Can you come live with us on the streets so you can like continue to make my bed, charge my iPod, <laughs> and cook my meals? <laughs> Have you I, guys are ridiculous. I'm trying to think if, I, if there's anything left to uh, Speaking of homeless, we haven't really talked about Gordon in this he's episode. Not, he's not in this episode. He, 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 yes, he, he was. was. Barely, he was barely... He was... Uh, <laughs> And when I say social justice war, I'm, I actually mostly agree with a lot of things that people who are called social justice warriors say. Like, I, I think that that phrase is thrown around too much sometimes. But, oh, shoot. Hold on. I'm a social okay. justice I just want to make sure that I wasn't actually fight, sending that I fight way. injustice with my fists. But, like, <laughs> so I, I say that, like, you know. In you say like, that, I say that with ironically. Yeah, I say that in a tug-and-seek way, but I thought it was hilarious, like, that, like, and if the show hadn't acknowledged it, I'd be angry about it, but because the show acknowledged it, like, and was self-aware about it, I'm, I'm amused, like, we're, like, one conversation with Lee and Gordon's like, ah, you bank executives are all the same, what you, you know? For, for redlining, usury, and, like, unlawful You're the closures. real robbers, and she's like, what are you talking about? And Bullock's like, dude, like... <laughs> Get your head out of your pants. One conversation, one conversation with the doc, you know, and like you're, and you're like, you're with the doc. <laughs> but like that was three years ago. God, I would, I would quit if, if, if this if this racial ghoul blasphemy didn't make me quit the show. That would make me quit. I can't take this this bullshit amnesia anymore from Harvey Bullock. <laughs> in fairness, he hasn't done that in like three years. But like, man. That was like, we swear to God, listeners, there was three episodes in a row in season one where, like, because the writers must not have been communicating. Yeah, because the writers must have been talking to each other. They must have been, like, an, an argument. Like, yeah, like, their own scripts. <laughs> yeah, where three episodes in a row, books like, you and the doc dating, wow. And then, like, the end of an episode, like, Lee, I want you to be the medical examiner. Hmm, me, medical examiner, good idea. Next episode, I have a surprise for you. I joined the GCBD as the medical examiner. What? Who you told you work here now? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> to which, like, at least Marina Buchanan, like, made the actress say, like, you know that was your idea, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Marina Buchanan made the, made the, uh, the character say. She made the actress. She made the actress say. So the per- Marina oh, Buchanan God. made the person who played me <laughs> say. Oh, using her mouth from, from, from with her brain waves. <laughs> well, I can only imagine that they must have been shooting that scene. And, like, somebody on set said, okay, this is stupid. This was, like, Gordon's idea. Can we at least have, like, Lee say this was... And, and maybe I'm, like, you know, jumping the conclusions Roger that Ryan are not said, true. You're, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, like, may, maybe that was in the script, her saying this was your idea. But, like, but then, I don't the know. Point? Like, Why would Gordon be like that? <laughs> you should get this job. I got the job. Who told you to get a job? <laughs> <laughs> I want my woman at home making me bacon. We've only been dating for one episode. Um... <laughs> Well, it is true, considering his uh, trippy dream sequence and his perfect home was literally yeah. Lee in a night, as a 1950s housewife. It was very disturbing. And Barbara Keen was their elevator operator. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about the- Take a trip. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay. He was, he was okay. fighting the war with Penguin, wasn't he? Like, what, yeah, 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 Jim like, was mortar fire. <laughs> Come on, Buzz and Flash, meet us. <laughs> uh, was that, that was well, someone gave him some sort of wasn't um, the Mad Hatter, Hatter gave him sort of um, gas or something that? Yeah, that was a Mad Hatter episode, and then like Mario helps him. And Mario yeah. had a band-aid on his neck, and Don's like, oh, I think that band-aid's going to be a plot point. And I'm like, you're high. That band-aid will Thanks, never Mario. be a plot point. I'll never point. forget this. Episodes later. JCB! <laughs> <laughs> you said it, I didn't. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mario and his his his, his late wife, or his widow, um, yeah, I like the scene where Lee gets arrested. Um, I don't like what they've done to the character and that she's at this point, but the scene where she got arrested, I thought that, that it had a lot of great emotional weight because I felt how uncomfortable and awkward and sad and poignant this was for like both of the characters, even though Gordon, you know, totally like messed up by not giving her, her Miranda rights. <laughs> if that's I'm not surprised by that at all. What a, what a, what a, what a roguish thug he is. You know, your rights. Actually, I to don't. be fair, to be fair, she did work at the GCPD. She did, but like, it's illegal to not do that. <laughs> yeah, like you give your Miranda rights. Like it, 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 it genuinely is like like they'll lose their case against her if if she doesn't <laughs> have rights. If that's the plot point, like writers, I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Make that the plot point. <laughs> I mean, even though the rest of the season's already filmed at this point, like make that the plot point that like the case is thrown out. It's like apparently, Gord, like the like uh, whoever the commissioner is, like Gordon. I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to release your ex girlfriend. What? Why? Apparently, the arresting officer didn't, you know, uh, like read uh, the Miranda rights. Rights. Oh man, yeah. You, you should find who that guy is and fire him. Don't worry, chief. I'll uh, figure out who it is and punish him. I'll, uh, you know. Uh... Gordon goes on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> vacation, all I ever wanted. <laughs> goes golfing. Vacation. How'd you get? <laughs> Vacation meant to be spent well, I, I would like. I would. I, I think, if I may, if I may be so bold, uh, let's talk about Lee in this episode because, like, I think we're all kind of wondering where her head's at. In her pants. I'm, yeah. No, because because the Riddler is. Oh. The Riddler is pretty hot in this episode. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god. I'm. I'm very. <laughs> I'm very mixed on Lee this episode because on the one hand, my initial thought was, okay, this wasn't as bad as I was afraid it was going to be with that last Riddle Time episode. Um, like, okay, th- this isn't so bad. She's not, you know, she's not killing guards. She's giving all the money away to, like, the Narrows, which we figured she'd be doing. But on the other hand, too, like, so I was like, this isn't so bad. And I was kind of trying to justify it in my head. Like, Leslie Tompkins in the comics does morally ambiguous stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. But then... Like, was, not, not, not regularly. Not regular. Well, I was just, you know, like, that's like why I said I was trying to justify to let, um, Stephanie Brown die. die. <laughs> yeah. That was well, only one then, time like, and it was right on, thank God. <laughs> she does that all the time. <laughs> um, but then was it I right was. It was, yeah. But Does then she I let was, her die? Like, not let her die, but. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, it, yeah, it was no. it was retcon, thank God. Well, it's out of continuity because like they changed the. Well, it could be back as a rebirth. I don't know, but in any case, um, but it was I, before then. I was thinking more about like season one Lee and even season two Lee, yeah, and 
what a strong character she was and how she was like the voice of reason and like she was basically like the anti you know like girlfriend on a primetime tv drama like she was everything that those girls were and she wasn't like oh boyfriend you shouldn't do this dangerous thing you know like she was she wasn't gwen stacy yeah she was always like supportive of jam she was never like unneedly jealous she was like they weren't keeping secrets from each other so i was like oh yeah like this and i was listening to old episodes of the podcast uh and just remembering, like, yeah, like, this was a strong character. So on that point, yeah, it's, it brought back to me that I am really disappointed with the direction that this character's in now. I don't mind her being somewhat morally ambiguous, but, like, yeah, this was... And I am glad that she got arrested for it at the end. Like, that she's serving her time. That she's accepting her punishment, hopefully. Cut to, like, next episode where she's, like, digging a tunnel to escape with the Beagle Boys or something. Like, oh my gosh, what if they send her to Arkham for reasons? Because everyone goes to Arkham. Do they still have the Blackgate set? Probably. I don't know. Like, Roz was in, like, some Hannibal Lecter-like thing, and and I guess that was Blackgate, because I remember when they went to see Roz, Gordon's like, oh, yeah, I used to be here as a guard, as a prisoner. <laughs> Longest mm. home I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> that was not even funny. Why am I laughing? Because <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just... Uh, I... I do like the fact... Oh, here we go. That's what I was thinking. I do like the fact that uh, he said... She's like, I know you think I'm using you. She go, He goes, I know you're using me. And I was all like... Oh. You can kind of tell, <laughs> yeah. She, she, has, she has that look in her eye like, you know, I got this bitch on my chain. <laughs> <laughs> she she, she, she kind of gives a hint of like... Oh, you know, oh, she doesn't like hate Ed, but like, you can kind of tell that like she's definitely like intentionally playing with his dick <laughs> in, in the sense that like, that like she's kind of making him do what she wants him to do yeah and he's fine with it and he's like I know because you will love me and I was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you don't love me like, hi. <laughs> hi hi Riddler I mean I liked you before but um <laughs> hey boy let me see hi <laughs> I want to go on fanfic.net and see how many uh, ships have been begun being being written. Uh, go, go, go to go to it's Tumblr. Just, There's probably like a bunch of like fan like you know like gifts too. Like, it's just going to be uh, fanfics of the Riddler and me. That's what's going to be all over. <sighs> I, I do like how even though there was like Oswald Nick Magopot like betrayal again. Um, they're they're not enemies. It's like, oh, you and I are cool. We're not gonna like, you know, restart our feud over this. <laughs> the first thing I see is, is Riddler and Martine. Oh. What? <laughs> it's just, when you the, the, the moment when you meet your dad's boyfriend for the first time and he dramatically rescues you from captivity and then he takes you out for ice cream. Oh, oh my gosh, cute. I can relate to that so much. That's happened to me so many times in my life. That's actually really cute. I thought you meant like as a couple. I freaked out. Oh no, I, w- I wouldn't even say that. I, I, I would just like Blocked out of my memory. I, why, seen, why are I, you doing this? I've seen fan art of them eating ice cream on uh, Twitter. Like, like, like some like people like drew them like go, actually going out for ice cream afterwards. <laughs> it's probably because of the whole like, you know who I miss, who's not going to be around for a while because Sophia. You miss. Uh... I miss Saz. <laughs> He'll, he'll find he'll find someone new to work for. Maybe Barbara. I don't know. Yeah, but like he's his... doing uh, his own show now called Barry. 
Oh, he does have. Yeah, I do know that he's been on his own show. Did he leave the show? I don't know. Well, like Gotham, he was never like an every episode person for Gotham. So even if he's on like every like two episodes or something, you know, like or uh, he's on like all odd number episodes or whatever, like he he might be able to work around it because it's not like he's Gordon. He's not in every scene. Like I know that um they they figured out a way to get Johnny Galecki on like Roseanne while he's filming Big Bang Theory. Although he was only on for like one episode, but like they were able to film all of his scenes in like one day. That was a good episode. Apparently, by the Martin's way. actor has. has Did you say much. the Big Bang Theory had a good episode? No, Roseanne. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen <laughs> the Big Bang Theory in years, uh, but but I, I enjoyed it for a while. I just you know never was was wasn't motivated to keep up. What did you say about Martin? Well, apparently, apparently his actor has been posting and sharing like like a uh, Nick Mobblepot uh, uh, parent images, so he's in on the act too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I follow him on Twitter. He like won an award for like best child actor in a primetime drama series for playing Martine, which is weird because he was in like four episodes. But you know, like uh, I, I I don't know who he was like up against. Like if it was like you know some kid from Modern Family who like you know like had like a death scene or something. But uh, I mean, <laughs> like I like Martine, but I would thought that the award would have gone to somebody who was in like. Had dialogue. Uh, although, then again, he—I think it was like best supporting child actor, and it was like a kids' like award show. Like, you not can't like really next- say had dialogue because that's ableist. Okay, fair enough. can't fair actually enough. speak. Yeah, come on. That's I, I thought. I thought he emoted really well that's without ever having serious. to talk. Yeah. No, I had I had to be serious about that because like the Quiet Place just came out, and the girl on that is like straight up deaf. That was so. great. That was that was a really good movie. Um, to say something like the child actually needs to speak is really. No, really I hear you. I, hear you. I, was, I was being glib, but I did not mean anything by it. I hear. You. Yeah. As someone who works with children, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this: they don't need to speak at all. They just shut your yaps. If this was if this was a if this was a Ben episode, that would be where it would like cut into. And now a word from us kids. What? Damn it! No. <laughs> How did that slip past your editing? <laughs> Well, I mean, um, I think that uh, I, I liked I liked Ed. I feel that, yeah, I feel like he's really coming to his own as a, as the Riddler. Where it's like, are you Ed? No, I'm me. And like, you know, his whole like, you know, riddle me this kind of stuff. And him telling Lee, you know, I know, I, I know you're using me, and you don't care for me the way I care for you, but you will. That was sexy. Uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> that was that, uh, that, that, that was he was he was a G. And that, that like, and, got, and that was front. the sound of my underwear flying across the room. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As he I'm was just on the stage, Jenna Marbles. I'm quoting Jenna mic. Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I I do think it was I, I I don't like the mirror thing, but I did think it was interesting how like oh now you know um, Ed's in the mirror talking the Riddler. So uh, the current Incredible Hulk series, fun. which used to be totally awesome Hulk starring Amadeus Cho, is doing a very similar thing right now because like the idea is that like Amadeus and like his Hulk persona are like kind of having a warring mind, and I'm, I'm not saying this ripped it off, but like that's that's what I thought of when like they kind of switched places, and uh, it's interesting. I mean, you know, this is one of those things where I don't love that they do this, but they're doing this, so you can't really bitch too much about it. So it's an interesting idea that they're kind of like doing that, <laughs> like Barbara and Roz. Well, this, they just I keep finding. I really new like that uh, Ed was was taunting the Riddler, so that that yeah. was completely different and nice. It was a nice touch. Well, it's weird because those 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 two personas aren't exactly. More or less too lethal. different, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just that there, there were feelings about Lee. Otherwise, they're pretty much the same person, just one's more. Yeah, then that's what I was wondering. Like, even like the whole when he killed Miss Kringle in season two and when he killed Doherty, it's like I never felt like they were Harvey Dent and Two Face, like big bad hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I liked I liked Penguin being just a sleazy uh, dude, and I, I liked when we say, "Oh, so what's the score? A hundred million? He's like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. A piece." <laughs> awesome. Rolls now, rolls across the floor. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> this <laughs> episode of Gotham was directed by the late Tex Avery. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, his hair was all was like full on Yu Gi Oh in this episode. Like, yeah, his hair goes up like he's Alfalfa from the Little Rat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say? Uh, a, a million? <laughs> and uh, Butch is like, that's a, that's almost half as much to cover, you know, Doctor Strange's copay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, he's just, and then we're going to find out Strange, right? he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> we need Obamacare, so, like, Doctor Strange can, like, treat me for free or something, like. <laughs> and then Tabitha will love me. <laughs> She's, like, standing in a wedding dress, like, Butch, it's time to get married. <laughs> But I can't. I have to get you back. <laughs> <laughs> you can have me on the honeymoon. <laughs> Did someone say honeymoon? No, Gordon. No more honeymoons for you. <laughs> oh, but I wanna. <laughs> I brought my gun and everything. You watch the latest movie and uh, the latest Tyra Perry movie, Acrimony. There's a very similar scene to like him gunning down Mario at the end of that film. Uh, don't watch it. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous. <laughs> How's <movie>. that possible? <laughs> That's very Taraji specific. P. Henson pulls a full-on Ben McKenzie in this movie. Oh in, man! In a white dress. It's 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 ricoculous. <laughs> For my Barbarakeen essay, I was reading Dark Victory, and like, and when like Mario Falcone shows up in that, I like looked at like the non-existent camera, like I was Jim from The Office, like, oh wow. And he's like, "Hello, Bruce Wayne. My name is Mario Falcone." And like, I kept on waiting for like Ben McKenzie to show up in the comic <laughs> and kill him. But ben McKenzie just like uh, dimension hops into a comic. <laughs> And then just shoots him. But like, there was a scene where Sophia, Mario, and Gordon were like all together at a graveyard, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" Like, you're already at the. He turned into Jim (laughs) while he was reading the comic. (laughs) It's happening again. My brain. My mutation disease. I'm becoming. <laughs> You're becoming an actor who plays a badly written character on a television show on Fox. <laughs> so funny because you were like, I was like, oh my god, like. <laughs> <laughs> You're already at the graveyard, Jim. All you have to do is shoot Mario. Like you have one job. Um, <laughs> Josh, this comic's been up for twenty years. <laughs> I know. I reference it at the beginning of the season a lot. <laughs> And you're like, I thought of Mario. It's like, dude, this is his only. This is like, well, he appeared in Tony Daniels' Batman Run, but like, uh, this is generally his only appearance. I know. Um, <laughs> do we have anything else to say about the actual episode, or, or are we? Uh, I feel we ready might. For, do we? Um, I mean, we might not. But like, uh, Did we hit all the. There were only two plot lines, huh? The yeah, train yeah, yeah. wreck and. <laughs> the train wreck and the bank robbery. Do we have thoughts on Raisha's like just like like reading the Wikipedia oh, yeah. list of, of like Batman's yeah. major storylines? I do want to talk. I do want to talk about the end. I liked that vision of No Man's Land. Um, I thought it was. Confusing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I did like that, and it made me somewhat excited. So, 
And there's an interview with one of the showrunners that says that, like, next season, Gotham's going to be, like... And and Jan posted this in our little, like, group chat. Like, people, like, misunder- misinterpreted it, but they said, like, rebooted. But they just mean rebooted and, like, everything's going to change. The series is going to be a different tone. And someone suggested that it was going to be more like Walking Dead. Not that they're fighting zombies, but that, like, Gotham's going to be, like, post-apocalyptic. So I was like, hmm, okay, okay. That is um, a really bold choice. Yeah. It'd be like zero um, year. <laughs> It, oh right, it, right, zero year. Ooh, oh my god. But that only if they do zero year, it's not gonna be I like the way they did it in the comics. I liked it. But I also love the Riddler, so there's that. Um Oh my god, I loved it so much. It'll be like riddle time, but for the whole city. I um I personally uh, but uh, it was way too late in the episode for me to be like tickled, tickled by any like 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 a uh, fan service. It was it was like I'm not in the mood, Gotham. You know, get your hands off me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not tonight, honey. I have a headache. <laughs> not tonight, Gotham. Because there's literally I, I was thinking about that like a uh, Graham Nolan issue of Contagion where like Batman and Gordon are like taking poison out of that building and she's in the plastic bag and stuff like because the whole city was on fire like I thought of that and and spoilers but Rachel's behind that so like I thought of that but at the same time it's like you f***ed up so much by this point that like I can't imagine you'd pull any of these 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 better storylines off I just I'm way too deep into into like what I've seen them do like unless the writer for Jerome wrote the rest of the series from here on in they can't save this 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 show oh 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 and remember that amazing thing that I said in the thing, in the, in the, what is it? In the chat. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like they put the good plots in a coma when they shot Sophia in the head. <laughs> kind of, Because yeah. remember, we're, we're practically singing praises while she was there. Like, and then they shot her in the head. And then after that, like, we were just complaining about things. I like so like Sophia is probably one of my favorite villains that the show has done. That's because she made sense. Well, and and we didn't know like what her ultimate end game was for a while, mm-hmm. and she you know had control. She was unpredictable. She it, she, it, was she was she was whiny like Barbara a few times, but you know like uh, it made sense though. It made sense for her character. Her family has come into power, and then she wanted to be recognized as someone who could also be in power. And then her dad said, "No, nah, you can't do that thing." I don't think if I was and ever then, annoyed from her, annoyed by her like I was from Barbara, um, or even. Lee I was just mad that 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 she and Jim slept together. But then when you found out that it was like part of her way of like getting revenge on his brother's death, I was like, okay, that is deliciously like evil and sick. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm won over by that. Even and she, and she did, also did try just to really like. I think she actually did like him though, and she was like, no, I can make this work. She was more like she did want to get revenge for her brother, but she also. Um, from from a control standpoint, to have him there made more sense than to not, um, because she recognized in him the same kind of hunger that she had for power, and he doesn't – he acts like – just because he's trying to use the power to do good things in Gotham, he still wants that power. He's basically uh, Kingpin – or he's basically like the daredevil to her Kingpin. 
without the cast. <laughs> that's I'll never forget issue. that issue of Daredevil where Wilson Fisk and Matt Murdock have sex. Quiet, you. <laughs> that's actually a very interesting comparison because, like, yeah, it, honestly, yeah, because Matt Murdock is, is a severely flawed character, but that's by, by that's by yeah. design. So comparing her and Gordon to like Kingpin and Daredevil, that that really works. Yeah, but because like he he wants to have he's trying to regain balance and power and he's try he was trying to go get Falcone because like Falcone he can talk to and reason with uh, from like a business standpoint even though he's a shitty businessman um not Falcone uh Gordon Jim yeah and he's a businessman <laughs> Apparently, Gordon lied his way to get onto the Forbes 500 list by, like, faking his own publicist. <laughs> You're confusing Ben McKenzie's character that he plays on this Fox show with our president. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For like some reason, you were doing that. That's <laughs> <laughs> not about Trump in the last few days. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so she recognized that in him and was like, yes, I can work with this because she's, like, super brilliant and beautiful and smart and amazing and i love her and i miss her i miss her so much i just love how like calm she was with everything too she's like i have time i have everything planned out everything will be fine and then she just let it happen she just let it roll out she also had very nearly killed him it would be cool if she which they referenced this episode she's like you look good for a guy that got shot four times (laughs) thanks to you i didn't mean i didn't mean to save your life oh well i was just in a good mood because i just shot sophia falcone in the head ah Thanks. Yeah, no, I was, I I was like, like, like this. It's like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I Lee, you do you, girl. You do you. Whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, um, to I be fair. Okay. It, it would be awesome if she woke up like Jim's about to get like promoted to commissioner or something. Like, he, I don't know, something big is about to happen. Like either a promotion of his, like do the his, like or like yeah, he's about to get sworn in as president, and then like Sophia wakes up and says. And, like, basically, like, holds a press conference saying Jim Gordon brought Professor Pig into the city. And because <laughs> this is modern America, that would not have a, a single ounce of effect on <laughs> Yeah, he did bring Professor but he, Pig into the city. But he's But we don't want to vote for crooked, you know, Harvey Dent or, like, whoever he'd be running. <laughs> Which, in fairness. <laughs> in fairness, he does become two-faced or, like, I don't know, like, who would Gordon be running against? Like, Probably the penguin. <laughs> Bing bong. Again, <laughs> that Again. guy is crooked. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want to um, um, say. Okay, I, so I think we we're winding down before we before we go on to like Fujon Craig. I want to say we were having a good time right now. This truly is a horrible episode. I don't. I don't yeah. want to let that go. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I like the lead stuff. I like the really stuff. But my God, like if you're a my Batman gosh. fan, if you're curious and listen to this podcast, this episode is going to make you mad. Like 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 it did me in, in a very real way that like I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> I was so mad when I saw Tabitha get her throat slit. I was like, "You're gonna kill the brown girl, seriously!" Out of all the people on the show, all the other all the brown girls before this, this yeah, season, I'm, you think Lila's gonna survive? I'm pretty sure every person that isn't like a main cast character is just gonna be dead, and the majority of them, especially if it's the League of Shadows, are just gonna be a bunch of dead brown people. This must be what Brad Douglas used to feel like on Crawl Space when, like, everyone would be like, this issue was an F, this issue was an F, and Brad would be like, I think it was a C plus, maybe a B minus, and you'd all be like, what the f- is wrong that? with you? Look what they did to Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I love you, Barbara Gordon. Now give me your superpower. But you also have to remember, you also have to remember there are issues, like, <sighs> 
what is it? Um, what is it called? The, I, I brought up the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, like he was like a banded zombie at the beginning. But they didn't. No, but I mean, like um, story writing aside, there are a lot of other issues that influence me and Don's uh, perspective on this because there's stuff that we have to live with every day that you don't. Absolutely. Well, and, and also, in addition to that, because I, I was, I'm not as vocal about it this episode, but I'm absolutely feeling like like the insidious racism throughout the whole episode. But I mean, that's not to suggest that like the comics haven't had goofy racial cool shit before. Like, he, this is a guy who like married Batman when he was unconscious, and and like um, um had, you have oh, and in the TV show, he went into his daughter's body. And this <laughs> when you just, when you when you say marry Batman, you have to finish that sentence. Okay, marry yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. to his daughter. He, Batman. <laughs> went into into Wayne Manor, saying, "Huh, I wonder where Alfred is." Alfred was like tussed up and tied up, like like right to the side, but he didn't look at him. He went to the, the gym, his his home gym and like punched the heavy bag. Sleeping gas came out, and when he woke up, Rachel Ghoul said, "I now pronounce you Batman and wife." And like Talia was in a bikini, and like you're married. I didn't consent to this in our country. You don't have to. It's all, it's up to my consent. And like he threw them into a trailer and said, "Now have sex." And like that was goofy. He had a, he's people, not wrong. He had Doctor Moon laser his head. Uh, because he had a headache. Like, Rachel's done goofy shit in the past, but this is just asinine. <laughs> so I, I just want to get that out. Like, he's, he's not a flawless character, but this show goes beyond the pale. I just wanted to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Um. So before we get into Futon Critic, let me put this on. All I'm really waiting for is for uh, Jim to shoot himself up with the touch virus again and then just save everything. But now the real menace arrives, Talia, and she's going to get revenge on, on Jim for defeating her father by sleeping with him and then take over the world. But it seems like she's not smart. To That's do it. when I leave the show. <laughs> wow, I've been gone by then. <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you can't fool me again. Said our great 43rd uh, president. Okay, Bush. <laughs> okay, W. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we have a comment on um, our last podcast episode. That's entertainment. Doesn't mention the Little Mermaid parody that I worked so hard on, but <laughs> I still haven't heard it yet. <laughs> oh man, you really should because, like, I also did like a closing. Parody yeah, but where... I watch, I wa- I listen to things in uh, order, and I just got through Vietnam a go go, which was really long. <laughs> okay, so uh, this person's username. I don't know if you're a male or a female, so. It- if I do the pronouns wrong, you know, forgive me. Um, City of Gotham says, I've been following Josh and Don since their days on Spider-Man Crawl Space. That was the podcast where... That, that wasn't the first podcast Don and I did, but one of the first ones we did. I wasn't going to watch Gotham because I'm more of a Marvel person than a DC person. But when I found out Don, Stella, and Josh were going to be doing a Gotham podcast, I decided to watch along so I could listen. <laughs> I hope that this isn't your only um, um, look at who these characters are like i hope you're not taking gotham's word for it that this is where i was god no <laughs> when you listen to certain podcasters for many years you you become almost as invested in them as you do the fictional characters they cover as a result i hope you'll indulge me with some questions about some behind the scenes stuff all right so <laughs> we're gonna get really behind the scenes here question <laughs> number one i'm loving jan on the show so are we she brings a sense of fun and fangirl joy that i don't normally hear from other podcasters some people Aww. take them. Yeah, that's true. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Did, did, have you like read this in advance, Jan, or do you know like what they're going to say about you? Oh no, I I did. Okay, it's just it's just it's different when you hear it read out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Some people take themselves or their sense of fandom too seriously, but not Jan. My thoughts exactly. <laughs> my question is kind of personal, but are she 
it is personal. But are she and Donovan still dating? They mentioned it during the call-in show last year, but their rapport the last few months seem like they're just friends. Maybe they're just good at keeping it off the air. Is it my imagination? I've been trying to figure out how to ask this for months. Uh, it's definitely not your imagination. Uh, we're not dating anymore. We are really good friends, but I am already also seeing someone else. So, And it's not me, so don't ask. <laughs> Could you uh, imagine? <laughs> I love it. I've been trying to figure out how to ask this for months. They had like a like whiteboard of like, you know, like... <laughs> Wait, they have like the red strings and newspapers on the wall. What does it mean? Well, this is what we agreed to tell him, so we don't have to tell him the actual answer. Yeah. Well, okay. No, question number two: What are the chances of getting a guest spot out of Stella? Does she still watch the show? I'd love to hear her thoughts on Barbara's current storyline. Oh man. We uh, we all miss Stella, and she's welcome anytime. And her and I have been talking. We're trying the. I feel like this is like what they say when they're like trying to get like a character on for like the series finale of like a show. It's like <laughs> we're negotiating with the actor's schedule. Um, Stella is a really busy person. Um, so and she's actually taking a sabbatical from the Batman Universe comic cast because like she's taking care of a lot of stuff over the next like few months, which you can hear about on Batgirl the Oracle. Um, she hasn't watched the show regularly since the middle of season two. If I, if I, I, I know this answer so I can speak for her i guess but like she's um she's seen like clips that don and i have shown her and then like um at comic-con um this last year well i think don you were at your steven universe thing but like her and ben and i went to some taco place and we like updated her on like the last like year of the show and she was like oh dear oh yeah. dear sounds like her oh, dear. <laughs> and then uh and, and, I, and i did send her and sometimes i'll send her like a clip of something crazy barbara king's doing but yeah um uh, I, I don't think that we'd be able to get her on for a full episode anytime soon because of her sabbatical. But like you know, I am trying different ways of getting her presence. But we'll see. I mean, she's uh, <laughs> she, she she's up for things as, as scheduled. You permits. put gas in her in her heavy bag, and like when she wakes up, you now pronounce her Stella in Gotham Watcher. <laughs> I don't recall saying I do, Josh. In oh, this oh. country, you don't, you only need the father's consent. You mean America? (laughs) In this podcast, you don't need (laughs) me. Okay. Um, Question number three. Uh, We're we're just going down the list of, like, supporting characters here. I enjoyed the novelty of having Ben do a few segments at the beginning of the season. I haven't heard him since the DC and DC special. Why did he stop sending stuff in? Um, is it, if it was because of lack of fan reaction, I'd like to go on record saying he should send more in and maybe do a full appearance one week. I think Aww. he's like, a, I think he's a full, maybe a year or two away from doing a full appearance. It's like, <laughs> let me get him like to sit still long enough for uh, those segments. Yeah, but are, also, I think we also record like way past his bedtime. I, oh, and as for where he's been, um, before I answer the rest, because there's like five questions in this like one thing, <laughs> in this single question. Um, he's um, in sixth grade, you know, so he's... Uh, Leading a busy life as a sixth grader, he's like volunteering at his church. He's getting ready to do like a mission trip, just like Stella is. Oh, uh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up to see if you'll donate to it after the show's done. <laughs> he he's just busy doing kid stuff, and you know he'll probably do some stuff towards the end of the season if time permits. But I generally don't like go after him too much for those because I want him to live his life away from the internet. So when he's yeah. able to and time permits. How could you then, yeah. involve a child into this yeah. life? 
Okay. I do get confused sometimes when you refer to him in passing because I'm never sure if you mean the child or Ben McKenzie. Can you figure out a way to distinguish them? Well, here's how you distinguish them. One of them is a, you know, hyperactive person, can never focus, you know, has like the, uh, <laughs> the attention span and mentality of a child. And the other is the kid that we take to the conventions with us. <laughs> yeah, that's very helpful. Why? Zink, zink. <laughs> He's not Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> um, and then, but yeah, um, I, I, usually if I'm, re- I, I guess it would just be in whatever context of the sentence it is. You know, if we're talking about a crazy guy that steals luggage, it's the actor from Gotham. In fact, usually if it's something crazy, it's the actor from Gotham. <laughs> just assume that way or get confused. Number four, I've heard teases about plans for the 100th episode. Can you give any more information? No! Uh, or yes. Um, <laughs> there is a plan. Just I, The thing is, one thing I don't like when podcasts do is when they announce that they're going to do something, unless like they're sure they're going to do it. Um, I have an idea of what I want to do for the 100th episode with Don and Jan, but that is dependent upon arrangements that need to be made through a third party. And while the third party is open to those arrangements and has said in the past that they will do those arrangements until all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted, I don't want to make an announcement in case that doesn't happen. Which basically means that if it doesn't happen, I'm going to have to come up with a whole new plan for our 100th episode. It'll just be like an actual YouTube video of us like reenacting scenes from Gotham. Like we do on the podcast. <laughs> Except we'll be in full costume. <laughs> Top 10 Gotham moments. And the number one Gotham moment is, by unanimous vote, Gordon shooting Mario. On the- <laughs> and you'll be dressed as Gordon. <laughs> and then Don will be Mario. <laughs> and then I'll be Lee. <laughs> and we'll be on a dock somewhere. <laughs> ben McKenzie, come up and accept your your award for like best thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And we have a surprise for you. The actor who played Mario. What? I saw that coming a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) Mario didn't, apparently. Um, This Number five. The song parodies have been great. Has Dustin ever rejected any of them for legal or quality reasons? (laughs) Uh, Yes. We had an old McDonald had a farm one that Dustin said, you can't use that, you'll get sued. And, uh... (laughs) And uh, we had a whole, like, uh, the King and I parody that was, like, 60 minutes long. And he was like, you realize that's longer than the actual episode. Don't use that. Uh, No, I'm just joking. Uh, Dustin gives us a very, 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 very loose leash. um, Which he probably probably regrets sometimes. But, uh, no, none of the parodies have ever been rejected. The only thing that he said at the beginning of the season was to stop using the R. Kelly song. And that was for, like, legitimate copyright reasons. Parodies are protected under fair use. And uh, because we don't charge for this podcast, um, <laughs> unless Don and Jan are making money and I don't know about it, we can't really get in trouble Shut for that. Shut up! <laughs> she's, been, she's been saying with this way too long. <laughs> if you can see my eyes right now, they just got all big and, like, teary. Like, she said the thing! <laughs> um... Which brings us to the last question. Another Jan, the, the sixth and final question. This is reminding me of like crawl space when like people would send like long questions. Um, another Jan question. Will she be joining you guys at any conventions? Jan. 
Put on the spot. I don't know. That depends on how much um, how much time I can get off, or how much how many days I can switch out. Because my job is really weird about vacation, and um, also uh, it used to be I could just say, "Hey, I'm not going to be here these few days. Anybody want to work for me?" But now they're making it you have to have like an equivalent exchange. So I have to see if anyone would actually cover those days for me um, to see if I could actually go to. To a convention, um, because if we do the the thing that, that Josh wants to do, I might be using up most of my vacation time for that. Mm-hmm. And that would be <laughs> that'd be uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would be our plan for the 100th episode. The thing that I want to do, which would require that's your clue, City of Gotham listener and every other listener. It would require Jan to take off from work. <laughs> And, you know, film scenes, our favorite scenes from Gotham. <laughs> well, it's just a compilation of everybody getting shot in the head. Um, <laughs> JC Payday, JC Payday, JC Payday. <laughs> There's one that Dustin rejected, the Let It Go parody of just going and going GCPD. JC Payday, GCPD, gonna blow your head to the floor. JC Payday. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Josh, you've been drinking too much. <laughs> You, sometimes you do things, and I'm just like, Josh, though. Okay, so next week's episode, actually, it's uh, we're on a one-week break. So uh, so there's a skip week, and then after when we come back, the episode is called That Old Corpse. Oh, yeah, okay, let me watch this? the promo. Okay, uh, I'll, well, I'll read the thing first, and then watch the promo. So, chaos erupts at the JCPD, sending Gordon on a wild goose chase. <laughs> Where's that son of a bitch goose for the culprit behind the mass takeover? <laughs> Meanwhile, a friend of Bruce's becomes paranoid. I'm guessing that's Jeremiah. Resulting in rash and destructive behavior in the all-new The Dark Knight That Old Corpse. Guest cast list is Cameron Monaghan, as it says Jerome, but it's it's supposed to be Jeremiah. Um, as Jerome Valeska, Carrie Griffin, or Kelsey Griffin, excuse me, as Detective Harper. Hooray! And Christian Alexander Razakis as Jean Guilherme? As who? I Jungler, that, that classic character that we all know and love. Oh, John- final, finally. Okay. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> By the way, nowhere does it say Harley Quinn in there, so just keep that in mind when you watch the promo. All right, you, so you watched it? Mm-hmm. All right, let me switch to your piece. Anything else? Yeah, they did say uh, that they weren't going... They didn't say that he wasn't the Joker, just that they weren't going to call him the Joker. But, I mean, he's the Joker. <laughs> Unless, I don't know, like, surprise, we make Butch the Joker because he's bleached skin. Um, so Reddit is all like, oh, my gosh, that's Harley Quinn at the end. Holden. Of course they are, because it's Reddit. You know, like, I don't know why Harley- we're so obsessed with Harley, though. It doesn't make sense to me. When Harley actually shows up in, like, season seven, they're going to be like, that's not Harley. Butch is Harley. Or, like, you know, or Selena's twin sister, Belina, is Harley or something. <laughs> Belina? <laughs> they couldn't come up with a better name like <laughs> you have a twin sister Selena. Um so it looks like Jeremiah is going to do the whole Jack Nicholson thing of like disguising his face like so he looks like people when he's not being the Joker. That looks good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't really have too much to say about that promo just um we're in the final 3 right now like we are <laughs> We're almost done with season four, folks. So, 
it's it's all about Jeremiah and No Man's Land, you know, and Barber King Ninjas coming up. Oh, God. It would have been fine if he didn't mention that last part. <laughs> this, this, this I, I have a feeling that, like, uh, I, I'm reaching the end of uh, Gandalf the Grey's journey. <laughs> You're going to come back as Gandalf the White? I have, I have returned, Josh and Jan, until my task is complete. Uh, no. <laughs> he, he's going to be like Barber Keen at the beginning of this season. He's like, I'm calmer now. I'm Zen. And then, like, by the end of, like, season five, he's going to be like, ah, I hate the show as much as I did before. My character is not a fool. What? So, until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. And this is Jan. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. GCPD! You know your rights. Who does Lee think she is? That girl has tangled with the wrong homeless cop. No one does that to Gordon. Oh, why are you saying your name like that? Traitor. Teaming with Nigma. I'm humiliated. It's more than I can bear. Let's get some beer? What for? It won't help. I'm disgraced. Who, you? Never. Gordon, you've got to pull yourself together. Gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Gordon, looking so sad and alone. Every cop here love to be you, Gordon, even though you have no home. There's no cop in town as reviled as you. You're everyone's favorite man. Everyone's afraid to anger you. And it's because you shot Galavan. No one kicks like Gordon. No one's sick as Gordon. No one brings a honeymoon picnic like Gordon. For there's no captain in town half as violent. Perfect a pure paragon. You make all the crooks go silent when you suit up and strap your gun on. No one stoke like Gordon, a showboat like Gordon. No one's got a rough sound in their throat like Gordon. As a vocalist, yes, I'm excruciating. My word, a guy that Gordon. Give five hurrahs, give twelve pimpins. For is the best in the restaurant trip. No one thrills like Gordon, gives chills like Gordon. In a shooting match, nobody kills like Gordon. For there's no one as handsome and stunly. As you see, I've got bullets to spare. Not a bit of his pussy or whimply. Bruce said one day my nose would have hair. No one hits like Gordon, matches wits like Gordon. In a shooting match, nobody shoots like Gordon. I'm especially good at discharging. Wham! Ten points for Gordon! When I was a cadet, I shot four dozen men every morning to impress the Sarge. Now that I'm captain, I shoot Lee's husband, and she can't complain cause I am in charge! No one 
yells like Gordon, Frozen sells like Gordon, then goes dropping around wearing bells like Gordon. I don't have a home for decorating. Our homeless cop, Gordon. GCBD, help me, please. Tabitha, please, please, I need your help. He's gonna kill her. He's come back and he's gonna kill her. Who? Barbara, we have to go. We don't have a minute to lose. Well, well, slow down, Tabitha. Who's going after Barbara? A zombie! A zombie ninja! <laughs> Is it a ninja zombie? Multiple centuries old? Hundreds! With a magic glowing hand? Yes! How'd you know? Will you help me? Alright, Tabitha. We'll help you out. Oh, you will! Thank you! Crazy old Tabitha. She's always good for a laugh. <laughs> Crazy old Tabitha. Crazy old Tabitha. Bullock, I'm afraid I've been thinking. A dangerous pest. I know, but that siren owns some property, and her safety is only so-so. Now the wheels in my head have been turning. Since I looked at that crazy woman See, I promised myself that I'd get a home And right now I'm evolving a plan No one Plots like Gordon Takes cheap shops like Gordon Plans to steal a criminal's property like Gordon So his housewarming he soon will be celebrating My what a guy Gordon! Barbara it then. No sense at all. Barbara Keen's yeah, it. <laughs> I, 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 Every time something makes absolutely no sense in the continuity of, like, actual existence, I'll refer to it as Barbara Keeney. Yeah, yeah I, I, got, I got my crowbar on loan from the Joker, so are we ready to review this? Yeah, I, I started the Barbara Keen, like, research again that I did in 2014 for an article for Dustin, and it's, like, 80% complete. I still haven't found the comic where she meets Ra's al Ghul yet. I'm, wait I'm waiting for that one. How f***ing strange! You would have thought as though that, that would have never happened. <laughs> that's surely a storyline from the show. I mean, um, like, clearly that's they, they pull their shit from the source material. <laughs> yeah, as we all know, the, the comics are as, every bit as bad as this show. And they've always had, they've always had, we don't, we don't like the comics. Um, what was the name of this episode? Bullshit, that's what it's called! <laughs> I'm so upset. Everything that could go wrong and how we filmed it. <laughs> I wonder what you guys thought about the episode. <laughs> that was funny. Uh... Seriously, what was it called? <laughs> I need to know before we start. <laughs> uh, moving the furniture down the road or some irresponsible crap that, like, doesn't make any sense. Okay, I'll, I'm going on Futon, Futon Critic. Let's see. Uh, Futon Critic, Gotham, uh, Seeing Champion Applause, My Three Series, My Great Breach, Entertainment, Our Deaths and Beyond. Our Deaths? Our Deaths and Beyond? Two Our Deaths and Beyond. 
to our devs. Okay, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. <laughs> They've had more nonsensical titles on that. Okay, to our devs and beyond. <sighs> Alright. It's called Foxy Boxing. Um, oh, Foxy. For, for, for the, tonight on Fox, Foxy Boxing. <laughs> And then Lucius Fox shows up. <laughs> oh, yeah! Starring <laughs> Lucius Fox. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So tonight on Fox, Foxy Boxing, hosted by Lucius Fox. Who Edward calls Foxy. Exactly. <laughs> and, and now our theme song, What Does the Fox Say? God. What does the fox say? <laughs> if we ever have a Lucius-centric episode again, that has to be our, like, parody, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a big if from this season. What does the fox say? Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> a giant tree is growing out of this person's, you know, belly button. Hmm. This is quite unusual. <laughs> and then he turns into... Uh, I can't hear the word cracking without cracking up because, like, of uh, cracking, cracking. I get it. No, like one of the kids, like he, he told me this. I know Donovan's ready to go. I'll just tell us like fifteen seconds. So, like, one of the kids was telling me a story about Jesus once. He was like nine years old, so he should have known better. He was like telling me the story of Jesus. He's like, well, first Jesus was alive, and they didn't believe he was Jesus, so they killed him. Then they came back, and he said, I really am Jesus, But they and they finally believed him, but then they sacrificed him to a kraken. And he, like, <laughs> like, he, like, said this with, like, such a straight what? face. What? <laughs> what church did this kid go to? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that's not how the story goes, but, like, you know, he's, like, you know... He sacrificed him to a kraken. It's, like, bedtime, and, and he's, like, settling down under the, the church covers. church of Davy Jones' like, locker? <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? He just stared at this child like, what? The Bible needs more tentacles. <laughs> I've always said. <laughs> no, I, like I, I said, I said that the bread was my body, like not my actual body. In the sea or something. I forget where. I could be wrong. Yes, but the, old, the Bible does ha- talk about like dragons and stuff, yo. Which part of that is that? Revelations. Ah, yes, of course, of course. But of course. Mm-hmm. If only we had to... Alright, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, At this... Least Donovan. <laughs> uh, Jesus got sacrificed to Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like... You look just... his face and say, like, you're a precious child. <laughs> now go to your room and think about what you just said. <laughs> he, he, he's the kid. <laughs> oh... All those chemicals got to his brain. Look <laughs> what you've done. <laughs> that, 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 that was before then. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was nine when he was nine when he told me that story. That was him on to San Diego next time. That was the night that um we that you guys were recording the X Men comic film review. I was like, and I couldn't make it because like his mom something happened with his mom, so I had to like stay and put this kid to bed. And I was when he told me the Kraken story. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, Don, go. <laughs> I think Butch says this episode, I gotta find a way to get Tabby back. And, like, it's like, meanwhile, Tabitha's, like, naked under his covers. Butch, come to bed. You can have me back. I wish I could, Tabby, but I must find a way to win you back and win your heart back. No, you can have my heart, you know. I'm naked in your bed. Let's make love. 
But first, I must find Hugo Strange. <laughs> so you can join us. <laughs> then I'll be the man that you love. Okay. I mean, let's let's be real. You are the I man mean, if you. Hugo Strange wants to bone, <laughs> or the lulls. <laughs> I'll admit this invitation was one that caught me by surprise. But <laughs> I'm willing to see what. Get out! Okay, okay. <laughs> are, 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 are you sure, though? Is this like a robot? Daddy, get the f*** out of my mouth! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I told you it was a bad idea. I'm just taking Aren't notes. you dead? <laughs> I've been dead inside since I finished med school and got this internship with you. Um, 